Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? Hey, buddy. Happy Saturday night. What's up, Gordy? What's up? Greetings, spiders. Greetings. Gabriel. Hello, hello, hello. Are we getting links? We've also got chance and a second chance. assembling one chance only one chance hopefully not our last chance though 
Okay. And Alan Marcus in the house. What's up, buddy? How are you? Super good. <laughs> What's the good word from the Secret Sun Acolytes? Yeah, there's a lot of live action tonight. AB Live, Lucifer's Technology. Saw some of you guys hanging out there. With Christopher Knowles, Miguel Connor, and Vance, the Moon Dog. They're still going live. I'm still watching their stream. We're crossing the streams. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, man. Uh, I was on with FRC while you guys were all weaving with Cheney the other night. Mm -hmm. That was fun. These guys are doing it. Must be in the moon. It's the beaver moon. The beaver moon. We're all building dams. Dams of consciousness. Is that Gandalf? No, oh, this is the mischievous one. He's a took. A took. <laughs> so, gentlemen, you guys were talking about the thesaurus or the plethora or what was that word? Pleroma. Okay, there you go. That's the word. <laughs> what is that? It's the realm of, as Chance was putting it, he says it's the realm of correspondences. Hey. Hey there. This is a dinky <laughs> meat feet. It's the one nice. that bit through my finger. When she was named a vampire, and so I changed her name, and it worked. She's a sweetheart. Hey, I'm very smart. Didn't give her name. So, right. What's her name? Dinky Meat Feet. <laughs> Dinky Meat Feet. Nice. So, Chance, that pleroma topic, I think it's going to be. Uh, I think there's there's so much to elaborate on, but you know you were talking about it reminds you of oh well you were saying that the aura reminds you of oral the oral and tradition the oral think about that a u r a l refers to sound and o r a l refers to sound and what is okay. or what is or Right, it's light, gold, sunlight, and AU yes. is gold. So in both words, it's go it's the gold audio. Yes. It's the golden god. Yes, and gold in reverse is D L O G, which is like God speak, God logos. 
So Pleroma, we were talking about that earlier and you say it's the realm of like correspondence. Is that what you said? Opposites. I interpret it as all of the opposites together. So it's the all and it's the void simultaneously. It's the nothing that is everything. Yes. Because by bringing together the all and its opposite. Yes. Everything cancels itself out with the exception of effectiveness or power because ineffectiveness is by its nature ineffective. And so this is the great mystery of why there's something instead of nothing because yes. you cannot cancel out existence with non-existence or effectiveness with non-effectiveness. This is where the idea of Abraxas comes from as well. It's the un, unmitigated power of the all or the void, depending on which way you look at it. It's the point where the all and the nothing are the same. That's, so this is, yeah, man. This is amazing. We're, this is great. Uh, I have a feeling. So one thing I want to say about that is it has that word, that sound, aroma. And in Genesis, when Abel made a burnt offering to the Lord, it was the sweet aroma that brought the Lord forward. And one thing that's powerful and amazing about ritual is the, um, the need for ambiance. You know, lights, candles, and uh, but also, you know, smell. The, scent, the power of smell is inspiration. It inspires you to salivate, you know. And here we have all these highly spiritual terms, you know, salivation, salivating. Oh, um, that's a good one. Right. And so it's what's well, really what we're kind of walking the line here of the our physiology and our physiological responses so we've already talked about uh, sound smell and even we're getting into taste all having to do with like divine inspiration you know what i mean um but well your field that, your aura uh-huh is yes. your feelings. Yes. It contains all your feelings. It's your fieldings. Yes. And let's, I'm just going to throw it in there real quick. Phyla, phylamon. The feeling. The, and, and man, we are in the deep end real quick early in the game. But so a, Abel made a burnt offering of an animal. And we've already established that the animal skin is used for documenting and uh, writing information. And all of this, I think, is it go, all goes to this pleroma. And the, uh, what I think we're looking at is the two-dimensional realm, the second world. And the fact that if you if you build it, they will come. If you write down your ideas, they're eighty percent more likely to come true, to be fulfilled. 
What do you think? I affirm that. I don't know about the 80%. Uh huh. I like the 80 20 rule of life. What? Elaborate on that. I've heard that before. <laughs> I don't know if it's maybe just an excuse for eating sugar, but uh, there's this granola that I eat that on the back it says the 80 20 rule 80% make the healthiest choice possible, 20% indulge. <laughs> <laughs> man I like this the pleroma is the second dimension yeah, I got some reading to do on that for sure yeah I, another way to look at the pleroma as the second dimension too would be that it only exists on paper it's in the realm of ideas and in writing and scripture, but like, can you reach out and find the pleroma and touch it? Technically we would be within it right now if it's everything, but it's also nothing. So it's a concept and that's on paper. Yes. I listened to our weaving spiders from last week today as a review. And it was mind-boggling how predictive our topics from last week were uh, towards the placenta conversation that we had yesterday, Chance. Well, that's because was, I was inspired by the Weaving 55. And that, yeah. the idea to do that Cheney-Gabriel placenta clips apocalypse was two days before we actually did it. So I was not, it was a very spontaneous thing. I feel that we were harnessing something in the sky clock energy of that transition between Scorpio and Sagittarius, getting the direct line to the deep occult and the mysteries of birth and reproduction, which is Scorpio. And Mm -hmm. right, like the full moon, of course, happening right then, supposedly in the longest eclipse maybe of our lifetimes. So that pun, placenta eclipse, I thought was... Dark humor of the best kind, <laughs> clipping. How many of you guys watched the lunar eclipse, saw it with your own eyes? I did. Oh, I should tell the dream. Jim, did you hear my dream I had? No. Yes, tell your dream. Yeah. Okay. Unless Alan wants to say more about that, because this is related to the eclipse. There's a, there's a lot, and we'll we'll unpack that as the time pushes us forward one topic okay. at a time well it's not a super long story for the dream but this was the dream i woke up from at the 3 a.m or like 2 50 a.m time that i had set an alarm for to go look at the eclipse in its totality and the dream i was having was that i was in a swamp and it was nighttime and it was dark and it was muggy and the air was thick and me and Jim were in the swamp together and we couldn't escape. And the swamp was the whole world. Like that was the entire world that we had access to was just the swamp. And there were homes or buildings that we couldn't get into, but they were on stilts like you would see to try to keep flooding at bay. And we were hiding out underneath the stilts of different buildings. And the third party in our group was Rose from Crow triple seven. And this is not that I have some deep-seated distrust of her or something. 
just maybe symbolic of the word rose, I think more, but she was on, she was a double agent and the bad guy that was trying to keep us in the swamp looked like the squid faced pirate guy from pirates of the Caribbean. So it's a pirate and it's Cthulhu It's Cthulhu pirate. And we were basically, I was trying to like run interference and distract this thing. And Jim was trying to crack the way out of the place. So I was trying to keep him concealed and I had the ability to turn invisible, but the squid face pirate man was able to sense the general direction I was at. And he could do some sort of like avatar, the last airbender water bending powers to disturb the water and see where I was at by where the water like hit when it would splash and stuff. And also it was like an attack. So that was the dream. I don't know if we got out of there or not, because in the middle of it, I was woke up to go see the eclipse, but there's a lot of interesting symbols in that dream, particularly the Cthulhu pirate. I feel like that's a double banger right there. Wow. That's, that's interesting. I'll look into it tonight when I go to bed, see what happened. (laughs) Yeah. I'll ask to continue that story too. Let's see. We'll take our honey. (laughs) I've been very active in the dream world lately. Because of the moon, you think? I have been since August. Yeah, I have too. Like, I don't even want to get up. When I wake up, I, my dreams are so intense. Transformative. You have, you met, have you been meeting people in your dreams and just being extra social and being surrounded by people in your dreams? Yeah. And sort of like hero's journey sort of things happen a lot you know uh a lot of teaming up and problem solving with people a lot of puzzle stuff and really weird surreal uh situations me too and the people that i've been teaming up with have been this cast of characters and people in the live chat (laughs) specifically (laughs) You feel like that could be some sort of astral work or Mm -hmm. I'm happy to call it that. I don't know. I suppose there's different interpretations of what's going on with the dreams. Here's another quick synchronicity that we talked about Cthulhu, I think during the monster aspect of the chat in the second hour last night, Gabriel, am I right? Cthulhu came up as a topic. So Jen, Jenny B from the chat, her mom, after we finished that episode, sent her this image that I'm going to pull up and asked if she knew anything about Cthulhu. And I thought that was an interesting sync because of the dream I'd had. Wow. And I hadn't even connected. I was thinking Pirates of the Caribbean. I didn't connect squid-faced pirate captain to Cthulhu. And then, of course, pirates and masonry or skull and bones, that whole caper. So we've got Cthulhu, Galactus... A gray alien, reptilian, Illuminati. I don't know what this one is. Mason, maybe. And then Banker, maybe. So you're you're looking at an image of Cthulhu 
as the puppet master for something else, which is a puppet master for a gray alien, which is a puppet master for something. So it's like the chain of command of puppet mastering, mastering, mastering. Well, what Jenny B said that I thought was so awesome was that it's the, it's like the days. It's all the days, <laughs> the fractal day. Nice. Very well put. Or the thems, you know, they're doing it. So really weird. Um, remember this week I was talking about Secret Wars, the Marvel series that came out in 1984. There's Galactus. Oh, yeah. yeah. The big he, Galactus was a big part of that. What's up, Buffalo Rambler? Oh, shit. We got Buffalo. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Oh, yes. Yeah. Welcome. Nice. Glad you're here, buddy. Brother. Yeah, for Good sure. To see you. How are things in Idea Hope? Oh, they're flowing, you know? They're flowing. We were out today and taking the dog for a walk and it just started snowing. It was, it was really beautiful. I loved it. I think, uh, I think Blake's called in the snow. <laughs> Bring it to you. Needed precipitation. Yeah. Yeah. There really wasn't any clouds above us too. It was like blowing in from the mountains behind us. It was pretty cool. We got to get you guys some earth pipes up there. Yeah, you yes. should get Mitch on. Yeah, we're uh, we're reaching out to Mitch, and I think uh, I think he's going to come on. We're just waiting for him to pick a date. I think he's busy making earth pipes all day, every day. He didn't even answer my last text. <laughs> for sure. So, oh, while you were having your while you were having your dream about the swamp. I had a dream that I was with Sam Tripoli delivering gifts to a small village. And I think we, it was kind of like uh, the Grinch that stole Christmas, like, a, you know, a little cartoon village of happy, pleasant people. And all I remember is like opening the bag and we were both like really excited to be, to play the Santa Claus role. And then I woke up from the dream and it was, and we were all awake at the same time. I like checked the telegram and everybody was like putting in little updates about the moon. And I went out to try to see it and I didn't see anything. So I just uh, stayed up for, I think I turned on San Tripoli, started watching some tinfoil hat and then fell asleep. But that was the same time that everybody, I think we were all awake around that same time there. Three o'clock your time, two o'clock Jim's time, maybe, and four o'clock my time. So we've been having Guild Wars dreams. It sounds like it sounds like there's a theme. Did did Buffalo say if uh, he saw the eclipse? What was your eclipse um, experience from Idaho? I don't think I don't think I could stay up for that. It was what time? It was like two oh five or something around that time that it was going to happen. I there's there was no way I was going to be out in sixteen degree weather checking now. <laughs> as brave as I am, I don't think I'm that brave. <laughs> Missed it. Oh, 
put on your long johns and go to the outhouse and there's a little moon etched <laughs> in the door and you just kind of glance through <laughs> that as you're sitting down. It doesn't have to be difficult. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a veteran eclipse viewer by now, so I got a few tips maybe I'll share later. <laughs> Keep uh, listening in, but, but go back to your dream. We're, we're all really interested in these dreams you guys are sharing with us. No, I just, I've, I've seen a theme over the last couple of months of a lot of us <clears throat> meeting up at certain places and, you know, it's like the Marvel team ups, you know, like the team from here get mixed in with this team and that team and, and our dream, like our dreams are reflecting the stuff that we're doing here, you know, like being on FRC and then at the same time, uh, Cheney and Gabe are weaving on with chance and like, and our dreams, like I've had this dream about a lot of us, like a big group of men in a, in a circle in the Dragoons over, which are, I guess it's maybe an hour and a half, two hours east of me here. Um, but there's a, a burial ground, a, a, the Apache burial. It's in Cochise County. So there's a, there's a big Apache area back there, but there's a standing rock is this area that if you, if you guys ever seen the, the, um, Oh, well, I guess the uh, roadrunner and coyote were, were uh, modeled after that area. Like the way it looks and stuff is yep. really like cool looking, but it's just right out here. But I had a dream that we were all in a standing rock area, kind of like, um, trying to think it was like <clears throat> we're all standing around a fire right and all like kind of accepting a light like kind of a the light is kind of um do you remember tron the video game version not not the movie but when he's standing in the in the light it's like that but yeah. with his disc up you know mm-hmm it was like that, but it all kind of came down and like kind of spread out um, among the circle around us, like as in as one. It was pretty cool. But we're doing it. We're putting good vibes out, guys, and things are happening. Good things are happening. The tribe is assembling, and we are finding the others. Yeah, yeah. In Tron, it's called an identity disc. And what does that sound like to you, Gabriel? (laughs) (laughs) Got it. You got it. Placenta casserole. Full effect. Identity. Yeah, I I like talking about placenta casserole, but I do just want to point out the fact that I was reminding everyone. Colonoscopy. Colonoscopy colonoscopy did we have a news story about how colonoscopy I, how did i not have some level of importance of course so what happened with the colonoscopy i think everybody knows that right do we have to for the, for the record for for the people that find these files you know in the future sometime after the collapse and after 
everything is rebuilt <laughs> and they find out what was going on during this important crucial time in human history and i'm like it all happened with a colonoscopy the first u.s president as a that fe- was a female right <laughs> number 47 this is, this is like the this is like the back door to power so joe biden is sleeping <laughs> sleepy joe is sleeping under his anesthesia and because he's not conscious the power of the presidency is passed to the vice president who's kamala harris so she's declared u.s president standing u.s president for that period of time until joe wakes up so it's like a trial run right I don't know if anything happened, but colonoscopy, that was the way to power. Yep. And number 47 is it's that's moon. That has everything to do with the moon. That's the atomic number for silver. And we had that Mm. lunar eclipse. Yeah. And it was in the eye. Wasn't it in the like allegedly in the eye of Taurus looking at a looking through an alignment. <laughs> oh yeah. My episode with Don't Michelle get... tonight was the forty seventh interverse of the year. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Moon pillar. Lots of moon pillar action. Yeah, so it, it might help if I shared some of these sky maps, but essentially we're looking at the moon. It's in the western sky and in that same region of the sky is the planet uranus how do you pronounce uranus how do you say that word uranus. the idea of the colonoscopy <laughs> the eclipsing the puckering i mean <laughs> this is this is just like locker room humor in the in, you know at the highest levels of government I don't know if you guys see it any differently or not, but man, isn't there like a Jesuit connection with SHT? Mm-hmm. Ron Burgundy will eat that cat poop. <laughs> she will eat the cat poop. <laughs> but maybe, maybe, maybe this is all just BS, or can I say the word? Can I say the full word? Someone say it for me so I don't have to curse. BS. What does BS stand for? Bird. So, so, so you have stuff. the constellation Taurus and the butt of the bull, and then you have this lunar eclipse, and then you have the planet Uranus. So maybe all of this is just baloney. Are we the butt of the joke? Mm-hmm. That's a the full card is Uranus, right? So Buffalo, I re- wear this in your honor, go Bruins. Um, but <laughs> what I wanted to show you guys is but so I'm um, here's a here's a synchro. Whose card is that? Oh, the full. I thought it was a hockey card. I'm like Bobby Dior, <laughs> all right, Bobby Orr. All right. Um, no, so I think this week was I'm wearing this hat doing yard work, listening to Cheney talk, talk about the 47. And you see that? 
Oh, shit. Never right noticed there. it before. And it, that it's, it also has it on the button on the inside. I don't know if you can see that. 47. Yeah. Never noticed it before. There's a tourist trap in Missouri called Uranus, Missouri. And it's technically like, like call it a town, but it's just attractions, like a little, a big parking lot with a bunch of buildings that are different attractions. The attractions include the Moonicorn Creamery, a sideshow museum, like a Ripley's Believe It or Not, and the Axe Hole, Chicken Bones, and a fudge factory. And the Uranus Fudge Factory is the biggest attraction. <laughs> they have good t-shirts, I imagine. But the chicken bones, I'm thinking of Braxis and the axe hole. Oh. Nice. Creamery makes me think of is? how's it go? Milk, milk, lemonade around the corner. Uh, Joe, Joe Biden is made. <laughs> so he's always guys, it. Did you guys see the little kid uh, karate chop his hand away from her when he tried to touch <laughs> no. her? Um, really? It's in the disclosed TV telegram. I think Rogue um, put it in their telegram. It's pretty great. That is sweet. The kid's like, ah, get away from me, evil. Ah. It was awesome. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I believe the children are future. You know, I was me- I was messing around with Joe Biden's full name the other night while we were doing the movie. And I got some some weird results. I can find him here. Okay. Teen, teen bride, Sophie in job, or teen job in Sophie bride, which has a lot of just, it doesn't make any sense, but it has a whole lot of strange Joe Biden icons, you know, teen Sophie, bride, and then there's Job or Job. Hmm. I also got Sophie Bride bitten 1J. 1J bitten Sophie Bride. These are anagrams? Yeah. Hmm. I, st- I start going on it, and, it, and all of a sudden, hours are gone, and I have no results at all. <laughs> Sophia's wisdom. I don't mm-hmm. know how that would. Yep. Yeah. And Sophie. Yeah. Oh, that definitely doesn't fit. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a Joe Biden kind of pegged with a lover's card in a super weird way. I know it's it's super weird, but it's got to do with that touchy feeliness. You know, we call him the hair sniffer. And, Fresh uh, prince of smell hair. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that's I'm, I'm not making anybody happy by associating him with the lover's card. Uh, but a lot of this uh, these anagrams that are popping out. Yeah. 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 And also the death card. <laughs> so um, G3RD or G3RD3R. Okay. Thank you. Um, somebody in the chat said that 47 hats changed their name from, from Twin Enterprise in 2010. And you guys were going on about the twins also. Mm hmm. Mm. Oh, okay. Somebody said that. I wonder if the X-Men are connected. Uh, Melissa Tikaoik. Um, how do how how would that be the X-Men? Because I'm all about that. In fact, Buffalo and I were just talking about that. Mm -hmm. God loves man kills. And I think it's kind of a hidden gem. So God Loves Man Kills is a is a one of the bigger um, like after they it wasn't quite a graphic novel. I don't know if they marketed it as a graphic novel, but it was pretty early on in the, in the graphic novel from going comics to graphic novels game. But they had there's a big storyline of a preacher. Which, which is kind of what one of the X-Men movies was based on was Stryker. See, Stryker in the comic was a pastor. He was a preacher that wound up all the conservatives and the politicians to want, uh, round up the uh, mutants and to give them a shot so they'll be normal. And he loaded it into... Uh guns didn't they have firearms that shot the injections in the movie they had guns yeah yeah um to take away their powers so be just like them i never wanted to be just like them i don't know about anybody else but when giving away your power like that some of the mutants willingly took the shot Mm -hmm. A lot Absolutely. of them. You want to know what I'm thinking about? I mean, we put Ferris wheels in the title. It's on Jim's shirt. I'm thinking Bueller. about the, the Rotary Club. Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> so Bueller. I just want to put that out there. Anyone know anything about the Rotary Club? I might know. Someone who was in the Rotary Club. When I was in high school, I was invited to a Rotary Club event. What is it, what is it they do? 
they seem to be a community organization that greases the wheels of business to keep things turning. They invited me to a camp for other people interested in entrepreneurship, entrepreneurialism. They, they wanted small businesses to be created and they wanted there to be a sort of fraternity of business owners who would meet together and have lunch together. So they would meet at a cafe in town like every Wednesday or something and they'd have their meetings during the lunch hour and they would invite uh, high school students sometimes into their meetings to introduce them to other um, business owners and things. And they would offer scholarships and that sort of stuff. So I was invited to go to this camp for entrepreneurs and in the state of Minnesota, there's this guy who started a business um, selling used exercise equipment. And he showed up to speak to us at this meeting. And he told us about how his first business was renting televisions or something. There were a bunch of black and white televisions that were being sold as a hotel or a motel was upgrading to color televisions. So he bought all these black and white televisions at a steeply reduced price and then resold them or was renting them out or something. And then realized that the real money was in buying exercise equipment from people who bought it, didn't use it. And then he would clean it, repair it, and then sell it again. So it was almost like new. Does that get your uh, rotaries running? On a treadmill. Fantastic story. I love your stories, Alan. <laughs> and here's the here's my my rotary tattoo. Here's the rotary international logo. It looks what does like that make bike. you think? It of? looks like a bike gear, like a fixed bike gear. A gear, or maybe a wheel that you would steer a ship. Yep, a donkey. And a donkey. do you see the circle dot in the middle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's too many layers of Ophanum symbolism for me to be coincidental. You got at least three there. Oh, yeah. And then Rotar, Torah, Tarot. Yeah. And let's not forget that clubs are fire. Every time I see the the circle, the dot in a circle, I can't help but think of Dr. Manhattan. Isn't it serious? It's also the sun in astrology, but... Occultly, it's serious. When I met with the Rotary Club and they bought me my lunch, it was either a club sandwich or a Caesar salad. This is in Manila. Check this out. Does that help you guys? Oh, wow. Remember what you had for lunch? Club sandwich. (laughs) Well, the Rotary Club bought me the lunch. So it's relevant to the story. And it was either like a club sandwich or a Caesar salad. The Rotary Club sandwich. Yeah, I think so. We also yeah. have the, the pizza slices right there. Ah. Uh, and the uh, Did you guys ever watch the show Community on NBC with Chevy Chase, who was a big supposedly a big oh, asshole? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so what I just saw on my screen, the asterisk or I think asterisk has five points out of it. The six points looks like a 
You know what I'm saying? Real tight. <laughs> yep. Well, there's like 24 cogs, which is a happen. very chronological amount of cogs, mm. right? Right, 24. right. In in community, it's about community college, and these students go to. A community I'm sorry, teeth, college. not cogs. Just to clarify. Yeah, and they're they're that's their logo is like that. It looks just like that, and that's the joke they make over and over and over again. Their, their school logo looks like a butthole, and they're the human beings. And they, does anyone remember that community show with Chevy Chase? On NBA? So we're back to Uranus out of the Rotary Club wheel. <laughs> oh yes, and Chevy Chase was always falling like a fool. That's interesting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. He was like a, a full card stuntman comedian. In yeah. 24, Chance, that's an um, act. Yeah, and the logo of the Chaos Magic star is with the eight points. Like the. So we're getting to dot in a circle with the points coming out of it five it's like an asterisk yeah and then six is like the rotary and then you get to eight and that's like a chaos magic and uh, back on the x uh, car, uh, tarot card number 10 is wheel of fortune right and we're talking about these topics of a center point with spokes coming out of them because that's like a Ferris wheel and yeah. upright spinning around is a Ferris wheel. And I was saying, yeah. Bueller, 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 it's like, this is our <laughs> day off, right? We're going to be, or I was getting that confused with the breakfast club, Ferris Bueller's day off. It's all just like all these ideas in our minds are just mushing together. You know, yes. You know what? Now you got me thinking about the scene where uh where ferris he takes his dad's car and he gives it to the valet drivers mm -hmm. and they go and they have that scene where they're going skyrocketing over the hill mm -hmm. and the, the music is slowed down that's the chariot card that's definitely the chariot card in the hill that they're going over that is the uh the pinnacle of the season they're coming over the summer solstice, riding on a chariot of glory. We still talk about Ferris Bueller's? <laughs> Ferris Bueller's day off. Yeah. Sarah, Seraphim Bueller. Yeah. Oh. That's nuts, fellas. No, saying. you said fellas. Okay, now I have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about the LR switch and trying to think about words that sound like what Ferris sounds like or the Hebrew word for fire, which looks like it's srefa, but it's pronounced slefa. So anyway, fair, fell, fellas. If you switch the, I don't know. I was thinking Oddfellas, Oddfellows. Yeah, 
we're, we're having a bit of fun and we're just making fools of ourselves and occult priestess in chat says the elite don't understand the origins of the symbols this is a worthless pursuit speculating on what evil dumb meant by ripping off the ancient symbols yeah and we we're see trying to understand the original meaning today. not what the evil men care about right right i would say that today when we see symbols in hollywood or in music videos, or you get someone like Vigilant Citizen or someone of that ilk who will try to do an esoteric analysis of a popular music video, which already gives the aura of evil or satanic or something that's not quite right about it. And then a lot of times those people in that industry are just taking symbols and literal pages from old occultist books and then just putting them in their imagery because it looks aesthetically occultish and evil by association. So they're repeating the symbols. They have no idea what it meant to someone at a particular point in time, but there's a general understanding in culture of what certain symbols mean today. So the symbol literacy thing is like, we're just trying to find the patterns of the symbols, tracing those back and uses through time. I don't think it's a fruitless pursuit or a fool's errand. I think there's value and entertainment in that. And the more we find these patterns in these symbols, we can better identify them and it's certainly fun to talk about. And for me, this is just a completely subjective personal level, but if I'm not completely crazy and archetypes are the gods speak to me sometimes, they do it through my symbolic literacy. That's how the points are made. Synchronicity that I would not recognize without symbolic literacy. Okay, so the symbols mean other things. Obviously, that's what symbols are, are for. Um, I was telling Buffalo and Legs this week that I had in my Qigong practice, I was kind of letting it kind of change. And I was telling you guys about the, the Shakti. And so after that, I had another one that was kind of like a jerky kind of feeling, right? Kind of very masculine kind of haka kind of thing mm -hmm. happening, right? So um, I'd always kind of had this subconscious uh, connection to Polynesian gods, right? Like Po and Kane and Ao and I think the other one's name was... I can't remember. Anyway, but so I looked up, I was looking up kind of to see what, how they would relate to Shakti or Kali because Kali is the, like the yang of, of Shakti. It's the, they're the, it's the giver and the, the creator and the destroyer, mm -hmm. the masculine and the feminine. And Ao and Po are the same in Polynesian or the creator uh, destroyer spirit and Ane is the masculine of that. 
So it's like, it was like, the, it was the same spirit, but in a different form, like a symbol of the same thing in those dances, in those movements, you know, but you're actually feeling it's actually happening because you're letting it. It's pretty cool. It's a good lesson. You said, you said, look up and I got this star map here. This is what I was looking at on my phone. And then I was looking out my window and I was seeing the moon and I was seeing Taurus and I was seeing Uranus and I was seeing Aries and Perseus and all these things. So I was recognizing that there's a star map that I have and they've applied names to certain lights in the sky. And then someone else has drawn lines connecting these dots. So this is just a map of what I can look at. What I look at on my phone doesn't represent the same exact thing that I see with my naked eye or through binoculars to sort mm -hmm. of zoom in on the moon to watch as it's being eclipsed. So it helps me to know that, oh, Orion is there and those three dots, we call that Orion's belt and I can begin to navigate by my familiarity with where these stars are in the sky and where these luminaries are and whatever word you want to apply to the concept of a light in the sky, a planet, a moon, a satellite, whatever it is, having some working knowledge and understanding how to look at a star map and how to calibrate the GPS on my phone and make sure that it's the app is working correctly and all these skills help me to find the moon because if it was completely eclipsed i wouldn't have even seen it was it even there was it covered by clouds you know the map helps a little bit but it's not the journey itself mm -hmm. i actually had to physically position myself so i could see the moon as it's being eclipsed by whatever happened what do you guys think happened? What do we think happened during the full moon? We had a full moon and something covered it and it looked like a treasure cat grin. What causes that? Do we have any working theories about why the light of the moon went out for a little bit? I don't know. It probably has to do with silver. Could it be a hidden sun or another orb? What is it called? Rahu? Rahu. The nodes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looked to me this time like there was a darker circle covering a slightly larger dark circle covering the moon. Could just be a trick of the refraction as they say, but if all I had to go by were my senses, I don't know if my immediate thought, if I was a caveman, would be that the sun is behind the earth, which is a ball, and that the shadow of the earth is casting on the moon. I don't think that would be my immediate thought. I would think that something covered it that was dark, that I couldn't see otherwise. Or maybe even 
not fully dark, but translucent, I guess. But I would also think that the moon was creating its own light if I was a, a caveman. I, I think it does. Create its own light. It's like a cold heat. I've done some experiments with uh, moonlight and moon shadow. Um, and I don't think that it's reflected sunlight because moonlight is actually colder than moon shadow. So whatever the moonlight during a full moon shines on, it's like eight to 10 degrees cooler than, you know, if I, I have a thermometer with a laser on it so I can tell what, what I'm pointing it at. And I went outside like three times during full moons and like, I've got a, a big bush in, in my yard that creates a shadow from the moonlight on, on the grass. And so I, I measure that shadow and then I measure the moonlight next to that where the moonlight's shining down on the grass it's the same grass maybe like five feet away from from it and the 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 grass that's in the cover of it that's it's moonlight is shining on is eight to ten degrees colder than the grass in the shadow of the bush so i don't think that it's reflected sunlight because i think sunlight even if it's reflected would be warmer than Ooh sunlight shadow hmm. that's a great experiment yeah i definitely recommend it if anybody has one of those you can pick them up for like 10 or 15 bucks it's a thermometer with like a a thermometer looking gun you know like people put on your forehead or whatever i guess but yeah it's yeah, pretty when cool I, when i looked at it um when i wa- i was walking in it it was. It definitely had like a double ring around it. Like you can see it better in that one, I think. But it had this halo, like a double halo. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Moon dog. So, yeah, moon dog. A moon dog. Nice. So, uh, Michael Wan has brought forward. The fact that the DuPont family has a long uh, obsession with the hunter, the icon of the hunter. And right there next to Taurus in that sky map that you showed, Alan, is Orion, the great hunter. And this is uh, one of many interpretations of that that constellation. But we know that Joe Biden has his two sons, Bo and Hunter. And Orion is uh, the great hunter, has his dogs, his hunting dogs, Canis Major and Canis Minor, right there in that quadrant. And I think it was a week ago, or maybe two weeks ago, we were talking about dogs with the volcano on the Canary Islands, uh, in all the various forms of cane coming forward. But look at how the belt, Orion's belt, is pointing at the moon. Mm-hmm. And we know that the dog star is just off, just off screen there in the other direction in probably perfect correspondence to the moon. And we also know that dogs howl 
at the full moon. And a lot of this goes ties in, Gordy, with your with what you were channeling. You know, that hunter warrior. Look at the posture of Orion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got that right. it's it's in the middle of a kind of a form. Man, the man dance, brother. Yeah, right. hell yeah. Yeah. But the yeah, this is definitely a preparation for that uh, winter solstice when the alignment of Orion's belt points at the dog star, Sirius. It's absolutely amazing. I It, it was, hmm. it boggles the mind when you wake up in the morning and you see this headline that everybody's like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, you know, it, Kamala Harris is the president, number 47, blah, 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 no big deal. And we're yeah. like, don't you see? Don't you see they're harnessing the powers? They're it's, harnessing the powers. It's tough, dude. It's really it's tough. tough. Yeah. So you're like, oh, my God, why aren't you fucking paying attention? Anybody, all of you. You know? Like, congratulations to Buffalo and Legs, man. Whew. Not doing that gig anymore. <sighs> Having to put up with that bullshit over and over every day. How did you do The news so, is all Peter. Yeah. How did you deal with it then? Like, were you guys, did you have like a decent working relationship or were you that guy? I don't know. I was always, I was always on a little bit of a different vibration than other people. And I didn't see things the same way they saw things. And I'm just, I don't like politicians. So it's hard to like, when you hear from your boss, Oh, I just got the new Obama book. It's so great. And I'm like, you know, he didn't even write that. Right. <laughs> like he has ghostwriters. And then like, and that just, that caps the conversation right there. So <laughs> yeah, I just didn't deal with it. I couldn't, I never talked about that stuff with people. And I, there was a time that I was sucked into it, but not anymore. I'm, I'm awake now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how anyone else in the normie world reacted to this story out of Reuters saying Kamala Harris to be first woman to hold U.S. presidential power. And my locker room humor thought, you know, holding power. (laughs) Holding power. Holding power. (laughs) If the power of the male genitive power is, is, you know, masculinity. And she is the first woman to hold that power. I would say, well, did Monica Lewinsky have a hands-off approach (laughs) you know like i'm just i don't know like i i can't even i just i start sounding like you know it's just how do you react when this is what you see when you log into twitter and there's more It, it gets worse U.S. President Joe Biden will transfer power to Vice President Kamala Harris while he is under anesthesia for a routine 
colonoscopy he will undergo as part of his annual physical White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said in a statement. There it is again. Biden is undergoing his annual physical at the Walter Reed Military Hospital outside of Washington. Harris is the first woman to serve as vice president of the United States. No woman has ever been president in the country's nearly 250 year history. And you can see all these pictures that they're showing. There's more. Yeah, presidential power has been transferred to the vice president before when President George W. Bush had colonoscopies in 2002 and 2007. So now we're talking about George W. Bush and his colonoscopies in 2002 and 2007. Biden, who turned 79 on Saturday, so he had a birthday. Did anybody celebrate Joe Biden's birthday? <laughs> the oldest person... The oldest person to take office is U.S. president, although speculation has persisted about whether he will run for re-election in 2024. He has said he expects to seek a second four-year term alongside Harris. Biden has pledged to be more transparent. Okay, transparency is important. To be more transparent about his health than predecessor Donald Trump. The Republican visited Walter Reed in 2019 for an undisclosed reason that a former press secretary, Stephanie Grisham, later revealed was for a colonoscopy, okay? So Donald Trump went in for a colonoscopy and didn't even talk about it. And this is the news. The colonoscopies of our president. <laughs> All of our presidents. Our last few presidents. I, I think we're missing the major point here, and that's part of the colonoscopy procedure is you have to drink a giant tub of chemicals that forces you to shit yourself profusely. And <laughs> I can just I just imagine Biden on the toilet for hours at a time. I mean, he's probably already there for hours at a time. But Can you imagine he reads was- during this time? Does he have like a game he plays on his smartphone or just like oh, papers. He, he or, reads the Bible, of course, right? Does he do right? work on Scrabble? Like, um, uh, crossword puzzles or something. Maybe maybe word finds. Hey, word how, finds. How, do you, how do you use this word with friends? <laughs> how, how do you do that? Come on, it was my birthday. Nobody did anything? Come on. I got, I got to drink a barium for my birthday and got a camera shoved up my cornhole. I don't even. Was 79. That did it? Corn pop, yeah. 79 is a... Bad dude. Bad dude. That corn pop. Bad atomic dude. number for gold. And he was 78, which is the tarot deck. You know, all of their bios, even uh, Jen Pazaki, is full of tarot deck number, numerology. 56s, 78s, lots of 78s. I had them written down somewhere. Lots of tarot decks going on. But isn't, doesn't the term showing ass 
doesn't that mean like showing off? I've never heard that before. I've heard busting ass. You've never heard of that? It must be a southern thing. They say, you know, he's just showing ass, which is, <laughs> I think of the uh, in Braveheart when they all lift up their kilts and just show their ass like mm-hmm. a big fuck you to the <laughs> other side, you know? SB. Oh, what's up, Sean? SB Alger. Howdy, buddy. What's up, y'all? What's up? Hey, nice I'll time, brother. Yeah, I did that just for you. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> start. It's about time we start choosing teams around here, especially if there's going to always be two Allens. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Nice to meet you, Buffalo. I'm Sean. Yes, P. Oh, yeah, nice to meet you, man. I've seen your name around. I never heard your stuff, but I love the name "False Reality Check" because I feel like that's what I'm doing constantly, anyway. So it speaks to my heart. Like, is this another fake reality I'm in, or is this one real? I need to know because if I'm going to proceed, there's certain areas we got to move in. You know, if it's fake, that doesn't mean I have to give up, but it does mean things have to be done differently. You're our resident white hat, always with one on. I mean, Gabe wears a white hat too, I guess. I guess they're kind of yeah. matching. No, that's what I grabbed. I, I I went and looked. I always go right before the show and look at like which hat or strange thing, like you know. You guys have seen me a few times with my my strange thing from uh, some of my most recent costume at a big party in Walla Walla called the Pirate Party. Um, I ripped the sleeves off of this woman's blouse I bought at the Goodwill over here in Boise, and I tied him in knots, and you know I just put them on my head, usually without a hat. And I've been doing that my whole life, especially when I clean house. For some reason, like I want to take like a rag, or like if I cut the sleeves off my shirt because I got kind of fat, chunky arms. Sometimes I cut the sleeves off. And I'll just stretch it out and stretch it over my head like a do-rag. Oh, dude, right. I do that. I used to do that all the time. Yeah, it's the best <laughs> thing, especially when your hair is like a fro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really exactly. long and it makes you better at cleaning. Back there. It's awesome. I think it does, man. Somehow it makes you better at cleaning. But then you pull it off and you just it's just like it's... Yeah, well, like literally, yeah. I mean, if I did that right now, I don't know. Here, let's see That's how fun. much I of an afro. My hair. Even as bald as I am, let's see. Let's see. Can I get it much of an afro anymore? Not much. People used to be able to tell how how loaded I was by how big my hair was, but I'm just so bald on top. I used to get loaded and just pull my hair up like this until it would just get huge. So I'd come around the corner, I'd look like a monster. Well, Jim could testify that I, I wouldn't look like a monster. I, I would be a monster, an actual monster. Oh, not too bad. That's just because he likes me. <laughs> so me monsters. and Jim used to walk into the bar and... Uh, the female bar staff would go like this. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Not because we'd be too out of line, but because we knew how to get right to the cusp and just hang hang out right there on the cusp where we can't cut you off, we can't kick you out, and we are really not happy that you're here. <laughs> Except for that we're getting your money. We can say that much. You know, we, we always paid well, so they couldn't complain about that. But They were just lucky Jim plays the piano because we would have brought that shit to the bar too. <laughs> it can be done the there's a will oh yeah yeah you look funny though walking into a bar with a piano and an amplifier <laughs> <laughs> they love that when you just show up do a uh, quick gig and we just show up unannounced sometimes people they love, love it that. yeah like the people love it 
Well, people definitely love it. Some bar Bars owners love it. it too. Yeah. It's good though. Like, sure. I mean, I don't miss drinking, but there is a vibe about the bar scene, especially if you bring some music and get it involved. It's fun. That it makes it, you know, if there's a karaoke machine or, I mean, I could just be a karaoke machine with an acoustic guitar. <laughs> yeah. Play this, play that. <laughs> yeah. Karaoke is dangerous, man. It's not, it's not like anything else. And... <laughs> <laughs> Can't be. Especially no. when you're doing well and people are buying the drinks. That's, that can be a mess. No, I knew for sure I was getting too loaded if I start choosing Prince or Michael Jackson. <laughs> so which, which Prince did you choose? Was it Kiss? Oh. Kiss? Yeah, well, I mean, I could play yeah. Kiss on the acoustic guitar and sing it. So yeah, go. I would choose sing. I mean, it's too high, honestly. I mean, it's too he sings too high. For, for I've got a decent range, but... I have to belt it out and it gets all medley. So it's like metal drunk prints, you know? <laughs> Isn't that the best prints? I like, let's see. I would sing uh, Nothing Compares to You, which is technically still Prince. You're oh. right. That is Prince. And uh, I'm sure when doves cry in Purple Rain, you know how it is when you're drunk. You're not real creative, you know? You don't like go into the deep cuts and find something good. Yeah, but most karaoke bars don't even have the good stuff. It's all different now. The, the, the last time I went, it wasn't a drinking thing. And this dude just had like a license to use anything he could find on YouTube. So it's amazing. Oh, cool. Like just oh, everything. Cool. It, it's probably good that they didn't have that when I was younger. Because people would have been subjected to a lot of uh, Pantera, Sepultura, Megadeth, a lot more Alice in Chains, Soundgarden. I'd have been, I'd have been singing Slaves and Bulldozers every week. What's your Pantera song? What's your go-to Pantera? Well, Five Minutes Alone was the one that we used to play the most way back in the day. So, and it's it's exhilarating to sing Five Minutes Alone. You could you could actually black out if you're not careful and try mm. to sing that song. <laughs> but I really love Mouth for War mm -hmm. and uh, stuff off of. Uh, Not far. I mean, I like Far Beyond Driven was a good album, but the album after that, uh, the Great Southern Trend Kills got some stuff on there. Like 13 Steps to Nowhere is a great song. What's the big one? Um, Cowboys from Hell? Is that? Yeah, I mean, that's their first album. That yeah, was the first so. one, right? Yeah. But the, the biggest one is a Vulgar Display of Power. All right. That's the one where the dude's getting punched in the face getting on the punched. cover. Yep. Yeah. Mm I cut my teeth and all that shit. I can still sing it though, because I got it. I had a good uh, singing instructor in college. And I'd made a trade off with her. I said, "I'll sing perfect in your choir and in your school class, but you got to teach me how to scream without screwing up my voice." And she did it, so it's nice. Oh, you did! Oh, nice. So it's just you... all breath. You know, Gordy. If you know exactly. how to sing, you know it's just all breath, and then you can use just very, very little vocal distortion, and you can mm -hmm. get the same effect, especially you if you turn whole, the mic up loud. Whole... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Turn the lights up and you don't have to be loud. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't that's have to a, hurt yourself. I mean, I, I still prefer to be loud. <laughs> I yeah. want to scream. I want yeah. my face to turn red. But I've actually, blown, I've actually blown a, the uh, membrane in a, on stage once. Yeah? It was so loud. It was, wow. it, was, it was a really expensive mic, too. I felt terrible. It wasn't <laughs> mine. Oh, oh, that sucks. That's kind of scary. Yeah, because then you gotta you gotta uh, co cover somebody's gear, replace yeah. it if you can or whatever. Yeah, I did. 
It sucks. I had a, a karaoke, I'll, I'll stop here, but a karaoke lady in Milton Freewater, Oregon said one of the most flattering things to me ever about singing. I went and uh, I was going to surprise my group and everybody else in the bar, and so I signed up for uh, Metal Health by Quiet Riot. Oh, yeah. And Metal Health starts Metal with this huge scream, right? You know, like the song goes, blam, to blam, down, and he just goes, oh, <laughs> And she's like, oh, my God, you're going to blow my speakers. And I'm like, no, if I could blow my speakers with speakers with just my voice, I'll be doing well. You know, I thought that was, that was nice. It was so fun. Do you, do you still do breath work, your breath exercises? Butt breaths way down here. I mean, I, diaphragm? I still sing a lot. And when I sing, I naturally fall into, you know, really traditional healthy breathing. And I was doing Wim Hof stuff for a while. You know, I haven't been in the last few months. I need to get back into it. I guess I don't need to, but I'll be happier if I do, you know. Yeah, I was walking out and it was pretty cool, like for here. It's cool. Um, I mean, it's not Idaho cool, but in the full moon, it was like getting really chilly. I'm like, oh, geez, I, I could use that Wim Hof stuff right now. <laughs> it it does home. work to to get you to adjust to the temperature. Because we did it and went and jumped in the freezing cold Boise River a few times. And it works, man. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you sit there and do three sets, you know, do 12 or 15 minutes of uh, Wim Hof and then go jump in the water. I mean, it's still cold as hell, but you feel different. You know, you don't feel like you would if you just decided to strip down half naked and just climb in there. <laughs> Have you done it, Chance? The polar plunge? Cold showers? <laughs> oh, has anybody tried that? those... Uh... Uh, what is it? The cryogenic tubes or whatever? Cryogenic, cold, cold, cold therapy. therapy. Oh, they got that over here. I haven't tried it though. My cryotherapy is at this time of year, I go barefoot and without a jacket when I walk nice. my dog. I mean, I go barefoot all year round, but if the ground's not wet and it's just cold, I can, if I keep moving and I keep breathing, I can do it. It was tough during the eclipse to go outside barefoot after do your, do your feet hurt when you're done they were hurt they were a little hurting whenever i got in bed and was trying to warm back up but i also was like staring at the eclipse with my jaw hanging open rather than focusing on my breathing i yeah. since i'm talking right now i found some I may have found the the connection between the colon and the Rotary Club <laughs> in our way, you know, in our way. Maybe it's not a real connection, but well, I mean, the Rotary wheel already kind of looks like the middle of an asshole to be blatant. You know, I mean, yeah, that was kind of the idea. So I found this strange cult just out of I just found this strange cult. I was uh, Googling the meaning of a name and then. I found the Kabbalarian Society. It's in Canada. Whoa. And they're this interesting, definitely interesting. a cult. They want you to pay to, to so they can tell you how to change your name to be more successful at what you want to do in life. But if you notice their logo here, yeah. It's a first of all, there's the K in there, but I'll yeah. zoom it in. It's oh, the Enneagram snap. that Gabriel's super into. So they're combining a bunch of occult sciences here and then I don't know what all it's deriv derived from, but that's how they're getting people in is they're like, we can tell you what your health problems will be and how to transcend time with a different name. And it's all about the name, which I find very yeah. interesting. 
They right, so here we go. They got the woo woo juju. So it's got the wheel like the Rotary Club steering wheel of a ship, I thought. And then I was like on the K idea. So I just typed in the K rune. And the K rune, Quanon, or Quan, meaning ulcer. And, and then I, I don't have to go to the next tab where I clicked on ulcer, do I? <laughs> In the <laughs> intestines where your colon's at. So there I did it. I jumped from <laughs> the Rotary Club wheel to ulcers that you would find during your colonoscopy. Nice. Wow. Plus you, you got the, the K and the nine back on that symbol was a K and then the Enneagram. Oh. And that's also got a nine eleven. Wow. Mm-hmm. Baked double, into it. Yep. Double and, whammy. Yep. And we know Kaba, that's a cube and Aryan. Um, well, they're in British Columbia, Kaba. so Canadians, go check them out. Infiltrate the cult. See if they got anything good. <laughs> that just reminded me of uh, of William... Uh, William Cooper, on the hour of the time, he used to claim that he had guys that were inside the Masonic lodges, and he would say that on the microphone all big, we have infiltrated the lodge. <laughs> oh, I remember hearing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I that forgot a- all about that hour of the time. I, I, I listened to so much Bill Cooper. Hmm. That's good, though, Chance. That's, that's That logo... It looked a lot like rotary, mm-hmm. like with a big hash up mash up with other stuff, Kabbalah, numerology, enneagram. Yeah, and the Elder Futhark that that rune is like the yod, yod. In uh, at least in some centuries, it flipped, but it's like just the Y shape at mm-hmm. a certain point in history. I don't think it is anymore. Mm-hmm. So that goes back to that fasty calendar too. It also looks like the kosher star. Uh-huh. I've messed oh. a lot of people up with the kosher symbols all over the food. Mm-hmm. Wow. I asked him, you ever heard of the kosher mafia? Yeah, there's one right there. Oh yeah, on the Solil. Yeah, that's one of them for sure. Mm-hmm. It's on everything. Makes you wonder if it's on my word supplement. Yeah, I like what Chance was saying, that uh, little exploration that he did, dig deeper to find a weave, a web, the threads connecting these ideas. We uh, like to put these out into the culture. And our, our, um, what's the word? You have like a Petri dish and you put some ideas in it. You, you start on a culture and you see what grows. Well, we'll go back and check our work later, but we keep developing the ideas over time find out if it rhymes if it smells funky or what's the deal with it we just throw these ideas out there as they arise in our mind yeah everybody use we we will check our work maybe later but certainly anyone listening can can help us do some fact checking and checking our work and crossing our t's and dotting our i's and taking a red pen to our draft here and help (laughs) us find corrections yeah, or any it's our, input. It's our it's our magic star, like our chaos 
star, which is that eight-pointed star, which is like the 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 um, ship's oh, yeah. captain wheel. It's like we're always having a course correct, and we're self-correcting as we find new knowledge to see where these ideas are taking us. And it's in like a it's like a three-dimensional realm, so we can go up or down or underwater in a submarine, maybe a yellow <laughs> submarine. So there's a whole level of multi-dimensionality to these symbols and ideas and it's just an exploration and we go into dark caves sometimes and shine some light in there and see what we can find and we go down deep and maybe we find a uh davy jones locker or some uh pirates booty chests or that sort of thing maybe we find a, a uso what is an under what is an unidentified submersible object like um what what is the proper term for um like an unidentified object that isn't flying it's not a ufo but it's uso uso mm -hmm. right right and there's a lot of talk about the unexplored oceans and what could be going on there and of course um glenn maxwell was back in the news is she on trial now Mm, yeah, don't forget. It's the 20th. Her, her submarine license. So she's been doing a lot of deep water diving as well, or had in the past. I wonder what she found. Who is it? Uh, Jizz no. Lane. I think oh. it's pronounced Jizz Lane. Yeah, like Cum Street. Yep. Dumpster. Got it. <laughs> take you know, she's got a she's got a lot of that. Uh, shout out to Chris Knowles and his research, but she's got a lot of that siren uh, archetype going on in the fact that her job was procuring uh, female candidates, which is uh, kind of an inversion of the siren. It's the you know bringing in women for Mr. Capstone Epstein. Um, but I just find that interesting that that kind of ties into Christopher Knoll's work with the siren again. And she's in a submarine out in the ocean. Did she have a screen door on her submarine? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that joke. How did the joke go properly? I botched that job. Oh, I thought man. it was on a battleship. Somebody's going to have to look it up or something because I don't. Like a, you just, I have a whole wave of memories of my grandmother rushing back to me and all these dumb jokes. Was it a knock knock joke? No. It was like a, you're about as useful as a screen door on a battleship or something, isn't it? Yeah, is yeah. On a, yeah, on a submarine. Yeah. Um, Turn back to the future. Every time I see just Lane Maxwell's name, I get it stuck in my head as as an exaggeration of the song Penny Lane by the Beatles. So it's Jizzy Lane, you're in my ears. And, and, and it's so gross in my mind, you know, like, oh, no, so that's nasty. But my brain just goes with it every time. Jizzy Lane. She's got a 
there's so many things you can do with that name. You know, it's got G slain, which kind of goes along with my theory that the Masons have been the, of old are long gone and they're no longer in the picture. And now it's all the circle mm -hmm. and the Cecil Rhodes, you, Cecil R, you can flim flam his letters and you get circle. Mm -hmm. So G being slain plays into the Masons are not calling the shots and everybody's in the conspiracy world is like the Masons are doing everything. Well, they used to, but not so much anymore, I don't think. And then Maxwell, that's a master builder. A master builder makes well. But also, uh, I believe the master builder is actually a feminine icon. So it could make swell. Yeah, get pregnant. Yep. Uh, I think that um, uh, old Epstein is a... I always get these two wrong. It's either Django Fett or Bubba Fett. Whichever one uh, was from the very early series, the early, like the first time we saw him. Boba Boba Fett. Fett. His exit scene. Bubba Fett. Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you. His exit scene, he's wheeling out Han Solo on a stretcher. Uh -huh. Epstein's exit scene, they were wheeling him out on a stretcher. Yeah, so that's... Go ahead. Oh, just that the I see the parallel for sure. You know, like yep, and now, camera, yeah, the cam camera angle is identical from the movie of the scene where whichever Fett is pushing out Han Solo on the encased in, in carbonite, and to make it even more to solidify it even further, uh, the Fett family, whichever Django or Boba was he's the alpha genealogy of all the stormtroopers right all he, the clones are based on his genes and mm -hmm. epstein was supposedly trying to raise a genetic army of baby epsteins yeah wasn't that what his ranch was about the one in new mexico was essentially yes a, it's rumored to be like a uh, yeah. Clone farm. And yes. his penis was shaped like a scaly egg. Egg. 5G. Scaled like 5G egg. 5G penis. The scaled egg. That's a key. It is. That is so far out, y'all. So here's where it gets real twisted. So if we go into some sort of clone wars against China, let's say, in the genetics that we use to to fight off the clone wars of China come from Epstein, then in a, the most twisted possible way, he becomes the, sa the savior. Isn't that a twisted plot line? It's too much for me. That he's I a good know. guy. I can't even. Well, that's Same thing. My brain, hit, my brain hits static. Like, nope. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even, but it's crazy that it's all there. You know, the ingredients, it is. Are, is the ingredients the, are right there. Well, I think that what's really about. hinted at is that the any future wars so, will yeah. be fought with replicants, but I don't think that means human vessels. 
right, right. But the Clone Wars, clone. Hmm. And we're in clown world right now. There's the clown in the crown again. Reptilians, clown, replicants. The clones in the clowns. Also, I'll point out that clown. Let me see. Yeah, clown. So the C and the L in ordinal become a 33. And then you get own. So we're saying every time we say clown, we're saying owned by the 33, the Masonic order. Oh, and then cloned, you get one, you get 33, O-N-E. There's the one world order of whatever these guys are. I don't think they're Masons anymore. It's hard, it's so hard to speak impeccably, you know? Well, the 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 original story of the Illuminati was that, that uh, Spartacus Weishaupt, his whole plan was to infiltrate Blue and Red Lodge masonry. And I think they succeeded. That yep. They were using masonry as a shield. Yep. And we all know what happens. Like, I mean, look at the... Uh, look at... Ford, the Ford Foundation and uh, Walt Disney Corporation, you know, both of the founders of these things were infamous for being, uh, you know, horrible anti-Semites who were worried and overly, uh, you know, they were misophobic and, uh, and worried about Jews. And, you know, that's like their reputation. And so both of their empires that they built are completely owned and run by Jews now. You know, to be blatant and blunt, you know, not that I care. I really don't. But, I mean, it's true. And so it's just proof that, you know, things always end up being... I'd say that even corporations and even big entities, the rule still applies that you either die a hero or you end up seeing yourself become the villain. So if the Masons used to be something genuine and even good back in the day of keeping trade secrets and being uh, having the geometric expertise to, to present wonderful architecture, etc., and then they're infiltrated by something like uh, Weishaupt and his Illuminati. And then the digression continues where they're still using the branding and the name and the facade of Freemasonry. But that the real power behind it is something very different than it ever was before. And we know that that's true if you follow, if you ever tried to follow typical Masonry, like go follow the subreddits or whatever. Most Masons are like just joining every club they can and paying their dues and like going to pancake socials. Like they're not doing any, they might memorize the rituals that they have to go and perform as a part of the club to win the medals, mm -hmm. but they're not understanding the meaning of any of it. They're not doing the magic, you know, they're not participating in the magic. And there might be some rare ones that are, but in general, yeah. it's dead. And the membership's falling off like crazy. It's pretty much just closing up like a Kmart. <laughs> Hey, you, uh, I was thinking about K and Q and C and all that stuff today because I my mind is absolutely blown by that placenta show. Oh my gosh! If you haven't signed up for your uh, rock fin yet and gone and listened to Chance Garten and Slick Dissident and uh, Project Cheney talk about all the connections uh, to and from the placenta into everywhere and from and to everywhere, etc., and on and on without fail, then. Go kick your ten bucks in the kitty and and listen because it's amazing. Seriously, if you're not listening to false reality check, what these guys are doing, 
like those guys too. Yeah, but I already have to check that out. Are you over there on uh, on, on there? Rockfin. Yeah, yeah, good, good. I'll, I'm sure I'm subscribed. If not, I'll do it right now because I just I keep a jillion things to listen to at all times, and I definitely want new stuff at all time too. Because it's making part of the their game. own butter, making their own butter from raw milk. Ooh, so you're <laughs> outlaws, you total total outlaw shit. <laughs> crazy breaking the law shit drink milk right out of the teat <laughs> just, just suckle it's harder than you think you gotta like pull it to you yeah you gotta drink that sucker <laughs> I'm, sure that, I'm sure that looks real nice <laughs> Cat doesn't there like go. that much. Think of Jenny B. Make a gift of that. I was gonna say, yeah, there's your chance. I'm not gonna do it again. That was your chance. Yeah. Note the time, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm subscribed. Cool. cool. <laughs> uh oh. So speaking of false reality check, there's a Gordy and a slick dissident episode coming. Nice. I'll do it. I'm there. I'm gonna <laughs> do it. I don't know. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna talk about? Placenta come up again. Um what, how many should we do a pool? Let's do a pool. Let's set out a grid. And at home you can do you can do bingo. And every time <laughs> that slicker I say placenta or casserole or <laughs> the other ones. You make your own grid. You know, pick your own catchphrases. Ferris wheels. I want a placenta pancake. This is is actually a brilliant idea. Because we are talking about eating the placenta. And Gordy, you're brilliant in the kitchen, man. And the singing you're telling me you want you want me to make some pancakes? Is that what you need a recipe? What song? Yeah, weird Calabarian. That one. Um, well, let me think that, about that. That cult of the Calabarians. I typed in our names to see how accurate their name reports were, and they were pretty good. So I think they might be pulling from some older traditions to generate that. But they said that Gordy or Gordon and appreciates the finer things in life. Mm. <laughs> it's also a very Taurus trait too. Yeah, but I didn't give it your birthday. That's so you don't well, think it's I'm... just new? It's not just numerology with a twist. I think it is <laughs> numerology, maybe with a few twists of the wheel, turns of the wheel. Yeah, I don't think that you should go join their cult. I just think they probably like got some <laughs> some accurate occult information to draw people in, like any good society. Well, we're in a group here where we start cults and talk about it privately in in small chat rooms. Not join. We can't really be joining up to like your own cult. We are a late night <laughs> breakfast club. This is like a twenty four hour operating <laughs> diner in which. Right. <laughs> a late night breakfast club that's a that's really good i like that late night breakfast funny club. you say that because uh i'm uh, making a waffle right now <laughs> <laughs> there we go nature's prism is that what it said uh nature's path organic path. 
gluten-free, yeah. vegan, dark chocolate waffles. They're yeah, real good. Good. Looks tasty. good. You know what's really delicious? A buffalo. Have you had one of those? <laughs> What's a buffalo? You can please get the T-shirt now. Please describe a buffalo. What's a buffalo? I've never we heard of such a thing. We have a, we have a and we have part of a buffalo buffalo here. It's uh, <laughs> legs and buffalo together. <laughs> they are buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. Or chance calls us buffaloes. <laughs> That's their celebrity couple name because they're a hot couple. They're both fire signs. That's true. Buffalo Fuego. That gives me a recipe uh, idea. When I, like, when I Google that, I land on stores. Store 716. Hot chicken. There's a, there's a t-shirt. It says B-F-L-O. It's 25 bucks. It's Look, it's in the design of a Lego, but it, it just says Buffalo on store 716. How strange. Are you aware of this, Alan? Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm learning so much. Somebody's ripping your game, bro. That might be our store. We just put some merch up on the website. Store 716? I don't know if it's... I hope this is, that's not what it's called. <laughs> this, is, this is store 716.com. You guys have a, a web store? That's not our web store. Yeah, we do. It's if you go to our website, it's like a merch section. Oh, nice! And you get you have Buffalo T-shirts. Yep. Do you really? Oh, this is seven one six. Must be Buffalo, New York. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, okay. A... Yeah. <laughs> well, the the copy is not very good, so it took me a second, but I figured it out. Store 716 celebrates the people, events, and heart of Buffalo. Like, if you don't know that it's the city of Buffalo, then that makes your brain go, like, the heart of Buffalo? Like, the Buffalo's heart? Probably pretty big, Buffalo heart. So, wait, you guys got a store for your uh, false reality check? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Let's put it up. Yeah, we just put it up. Nice. <laughs> now that see great. that Jesus well that that uh that came into debate literally today during the placenta episode that Jesus might literally be a bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you have to tune in to find out what that means. And I'm not being sacrilegious, and neither were the participants in the episode. Uh, that was just a that was taken under serious consideration for a short period of time during the show, whether or not Jesus might be female. I thought maybe John the Baptist could be because of the John Jean. Yeah. Thing. The whole thing was a trip. And there's an episode of uh, RX Only Picture Show where Tra- Tracy Twyman brought us to this website where someone was reinterpreting like the books of John, like first John and second John. There might have been other parts of the Bible, but they were it's called Paradise, like Paradise on the like B-E-A-R, like for gay men. You know, like for big hairy trucker like gay men, you know, a bear. That's a that's a nickname <laughs> nickname for a for a particular type of gay guy. And uh it's a trip and me and Tracy were taking turns reading it out loud and it was so hard to get through it without laughing because we're you know, like and it's really convincing in its own way too. So me and Jim are gonna get that shit back up on the web here so people can find it. Oh, that'd be fun. 
Yeah, but, I remember that episode. That was far out. Dude, I was having such a hard time. Like, it was so weird to read Holy Scripture and but change the context to that. It's all like, like pretty much the idea was that the secret that Jesus was uh, sharing with everybody was homosexual sex. You know, like, like I guess homosexual sex magic. Technically, I don't know. I never did go back and watch the whole thing because sometimes it's hard enough just to participate live. You go back and watch yourself doing it, and it's just like I'm, I'm gonna delete the internet. <laughs> There's a lot of there, there, you know, like uh, Peter cutting, uh, cutting Mary out of the gospel, you yeah. know, and that animosity towards the divine feminine, you know. I'm sure Cheney would have a lot to say, but yeah, that is kind of the we were skirting on that subject. Mm-hmm. And you know, we kind of, uh, we kind of brushed on the idea that. Uh, like Chance was saying that, you know, John might be a Joan. Uh, Cheney brought up that there was a, jo- a Pope Joan. Mm-hmm, that was a trip. Yeah. And then they made a, they, you guys described how they made a chair with a hole in it. So after you got to the point where you were almost Pope, someone had to go and reach up in there and verify the manhood because they had a Pope and they found out it was a woman. She infiltrated and tricked him. And her, water a, broke. her water broke. On That's the, right. Yeah on the throne yes and you know what oh my gosh this goes so many places at once so let's put joan of arc let's put a pin in joan of arc and come back but um michael tazarian always points out how the hierophant card has a isis symbol uh sometimes a little a little uh talis talisman a feminine talisman and I'm wondering if that's uh, if that ties into the story that Cheney brought forward with the Pope Joan and the fact that every once in a while the hierophant they've slipped in a woman in the in that position and there it's like a commemoration of remember when the Pope was actually a woman? Yeah. Uh, Trippy. Well, think about the most famous time period for the Templars when they were, the order was dissolved and a lot were burned at the stake, the leader of the Templars at that time, Jacques de Molay, yeah. mm-hmm. was also called Jean, Jean, J-E-A-N, in the French. Right. Uh, that was, it was his other name or another way of saying it. You guys, you guys talking and about it. he was the 23rd and last Grandmaster of the Templars. Of course, the 23rd. Is he the John the Baptist getting beheaded? Made me think of Jean Jean Valjean from uh, La Miserable when you guys were talking about Jean as a unisex name. That's what it, it made me think of Jean Valjean. And I've got the T-shirt that I bought in the theater when I saw it in London. That's got the number. I don't remember, but you know his his prisoner number is significant too. And there's twenty three genes. Yeah, chromosomes. 23 chromosomes. Damn, y'all. Yeah, and even Jacques, spelled in the French way, looks a lot like uh, the same as Jacqueline, a female name. Yeah. Whenever I see... So I see a lot of, you know... I know that um, 
Jim Carrey did went in on that whole movie with 23. But whenever I see 23, I think of BC. And here we have before Christ and we have birth certificate. The uh, cult I showed earlier was headquartered in British Columbia, BC. Damn. So the thing about before Christ, uh, before Christ, uh, how do I say this? I I don't know how to be sensitive about this, but to exalt the time before Christ is basically an anti-Christian thing to 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 venerate um it and it might be like a big up to the old testament and down you know thumbs down to the new testament is what i think of with all this 23 and uh what might be uh you know i don't know how to say this sensitively but you know uh the the original Zionistic agendas might be at hand, you know, which like you were saying, Sean, I don't care who's what people believe I'm not, I don't put hold that against them or their genetics at all, but I am not down with the marriage of church and state. And I put a firm line in the sand when it comes to trying to combine church and state. That's absolutely, uh, I'm pretty judgmental about that concept. But they did, they've already done that, and they called yeah, it science. Called it what? When was science. it not the case? What I want That's to know right, is they, when, was, when was the state not a religion, because it requires yeah. mass belief. It does. You're right. Yep. I understand well, what uh, Slick is saying, too. The idea to not be in an open theocracy is different. I mean, in a way... I guess it would be better if they were honest and they just were um, representing the, their gods in a genuine way and saying that we have to worship uh, under the, you know, being compelled under the, the boot heel or under the, you know, the tip of the barrel of the gun. Because it really yeah. comes down to a monopoly on violence, right? I mean, that's, yes. you know. Yep, it's the crypto. It's that crypto part. Yeah, where they're it- pretending it's not, you know. Yep, Exactly. Uh, good call, Gordy, on Zions. They call it Zions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're under Zions. So, in so Israel, hold on, I got to interrupt here. I'm sorry, I'm perusing. Yeah. Uh, I'm perusing um, Buffalo's Insta, and it, it says he bailed to Idaho. Yeah, we're in Idaho. Nice, because I'm over here in Idaho too. Maybe we're close enough we could hook up, bro. We're in uh, southeast Idaho. We're like in the corner, shoved in by Utah. Yeah, that's a ways, but I mean, I still move out of, you know, I'll come down out of Boise in my truck to meet you somewhere. If you want to meet halfway or something, we could uh, throw it on on a stream somewhere. That'd be be cool. I'm not trying to to derail the whole thing, but uh, my ADD has me over here subscribing to all your stuff that I'm not already subscribed to. (laughs) Like, oh, more stuff. Got to get it. (laughs) Awesome, man. And I realize now that legs, that must be your lady, and she's in the chat uh, all the time on one of these yeah. telegrams. So, yeah, so I recognize her, uh, not her face, but her posts. So. She's an owl lady, too. Oh, your owls. Oh, my God, man. The, the video you posted today. 
or whatever. I saw it today. Maybe you didn't post it today, but them landing on the roof and the they're just they're just kicking it with you tough all the time now, right? They like followed, owls are just they're gonna they're gonna fly inside and land up onto the back of your kitchen chairs in a minute. My daughter, <laughs> my daughter said that that they're keeping me as a pet. They're like <laughs> they're like look. He comes with his own kennel. He goes to it every night. You don't even have to tell him. It's perfect. <laughs> I'm the perfect pet. What's outrageous? They've, they've never brought you nothing, right? Other than, than a bunch of bones and pellets, no. Right. They haven't bought, brought me any dead animals. Not yet. Well, I've never heard of owls acting like that. You know how crows do. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll bring you something. Yeah, no, I haven't heard of, of owls doing that, but um, yeah, I think they were upset. I missed their appointment. I was supposed to, uh, so the day was, I, I'll tell this, the story. I, t- I shared it with uh, FRC, but um, so that day was uh, 11 11 when it happened. Mm-hmm. That day is my recovery date. And I had posted a video on my um youtube it's gordy two shoes if anybody hasn't seen it but it, i just put out one so far because i just i'm kind of trying to build i but i wanted it to be that birth date you know i just wanted to get something out that day and so i did but uh that day i did not see them so because i was doing this thing and i come home after walking in the desert around some abandoned buildings and stuff. And I come back in the house. I hear this boom in my chimney and it kind of reverberates through the house, you know, scare the shit out of me. I run out and I'm like, Oh my God, they're here. And the dogs are freaking out. And I, I look up and there's Gwen on my chimney and she looks next door and she looks over there and it's Peter's on that, on my neighbor's chimney. It was oh, crazy. Wow. <laughs> so it made a noise too. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm here. <clears throat> yeah. And yeah, knocking on the door. Like you do to your friends, you know. I yeah. used to do that to my friends, you know. Instead of knocking politely, you know, you come up to the front door and just go, bam, bam, bam. You hit it really hard. Like, make a big, the cops are there or something. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have they want, you to, they want you to come out and do some Qigong. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, maybe. Because I like. Yeah. Don't miss well, your meditation. <laughs> you missed today. Cheater. I'm excited to just keep following whatever happens next, man. I want to know. Especially since it's already <laughs> general. I mean, you're already at like three generations of owls, right? Two, yeah. No, no three, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this could easily go on. You know, if everything goes consistently the same and nothing changes, you could you could end up like into fifties, if not hundreds, of generations of owls that you've seen with your old eyes. You know, mm, that'd be interesting. It's already been three. It's only been just a few years, right? Uh, three years. Yeah. Yeah. So, so one, one a, year. a year. So you might not make it to hundred, I guess. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, who knows. I could be the clone. <laughs> well, you could say that in a way that the rest of us don't even want to think about, Gordy. 
<laughs> you ever, I, I just always think of that though. Like, like with multiplicity, how do you know you're not the clone? Like, hey, you Gordy, your yeah. your name in the top, the weird cult name checker uh-huh. said that your most likely area for he- um, health problems was the head. No joke. Yeah. Interesting. So maybe, yeah, maybe you're a clone. (laughs) (laughs) Or I need to join a cult. (laughs) You could be somebody's John the Baptist someday. (laughs) I I like this thing. This part stuck to this part. I'm okay with that. See, see, me and Gordy are the same. Like, my head's too handsome to be on a plate, bro. I need it right here where it's at. Looking fresh (laughs) and cool. If you're going to do it, you know, put it on a pike. You know, make it That's stylish. Right. Come on, make That's it right. cool. Make it metal. It'll be cool. But none of this I was thinking great. about your owls, Gordy. If you have multiple generations, then they're going to have some sort of instinctual memory in their genetics of you. Yeah, I thought, I've thought about that too. Them, uh, I, I've really tried not to let them see me much. Um, when they're babies, because of that imprinting, I, I would be—I was afraid that they would imprint if I—if they saw me too much. So all those videos of of the owl babies were from me holding my my phone like back over under this thing. But they hated that phone. You know what I keep seeing is your your handle here has. Who? Oh, yeah. to who choose? So funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Should I change the spelling? To who? To who? To who, <laughs> to who choose? And it's That's even hella funny. One for, e- one for each owl. I don't know how Gabriel makes it through a day. Like just standing in line at the grocery store has got to just swallow him up, man. He sees all the tabloids and the candy <laughs> wrappers and the... <laughs> The register itself and the cashier's wearing a t-shirt and it's just like <laughs> he's trying to be yeah. quiet and just stand there and not say nothing. Oh man, I was <laughs> yeah, man, you got it. I was at T Mobile a couple months ago and I'm looking around at the T you know, the new 5G is coming in. Yeah. And uh I did a little video on it. Um, but the new T Mobile icon is you know it's the georgia guidestones for one it's a t which is had a lot to do with trump the t rump um but if you look at that symbol it's the t and it's got those two square blocks under the arms of the t Mm -hmm. those are two cats guarding the gates to the uh to the temple, uh, it's the Akor Lions, essentially. Okay. And and if you're in T-Mobile, they have this new, uh, it's like a catch slogan on a lot of their uh, packaging is to go. And it's T-O on the top and G-O on the bottom. Well, you put those together and you get Gato. Yeah. <laughs> Very good, yeah. <laughs> I have and to so, make in the chat someone wanted to know why we hadn't referenced the never-ending story yet two hours in. Well, so I'll just we say can, we, we can connect there. this to the never-ending story with the two sphinxes guarding 
Yeah. The first gate at the Southern that's Oracle. A, that's exactly what I thought when you said the cats guarding the entryway. <laughs> I immediately thought of the never ending story. And then I thought of the lions with their paws up on top of the big scaly eggs from the Smurfy Code. Okay, so Gabriel was finishing a thought, but we, this is the Pleroma, I think. This is Alan found it. Well, I want to preface this by saying. It's a great sentence, you guys. It's two dimensional. We had some talk about a T Mobile logo, and those are smartphones. I'd like to take it back to a time when we had rotary phones, when we manually have to stick our finger in the spoke and spin it around to Mm -hmm. dial the number. Nice. So we have rotary phones, which we would use to phone home or whoever we would need to call. Before we had phone lines, we would use code wheels to encode messages. Mm -hmm. Here's an example of the compass of Enoch with the English alphabet. And this is arranged according to what they call the at-bash cipher. Yeah. Beautiful. What I find relevant is that the letters are connected through a line to opposing letters. Yes. And so if you're connecting everything to the opposite, is that the pleroma? Yeah, let let me read that specifically. It says, therefore, A is on the opposite side of the wheel to Z. And you see the line connected from A to Z in this Atbash cipher image. This shows a reflective relationship between the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Between the letters zigzags, a continuous line that connects each letter to its opposite. This is almost like a computer network in some ways. This line is the equivalent equivalent of the Tele, T-E-L-I, serpent. That's the Orm, capital O-R-M, which encompasses the Hebrew alphabet. This is like a compass with the directionality on this Atbash cipher, on this Ferris wheel. You can point in many different directions, 13 different directions or 26 different directions with the letters. Yes. Wow. The zigzagging is is similar to the way in which the serpent of wisdom zigzags its way up the tree of life in the Hebrew Kabbalah. While the lightning bolt, like the flaming sword of divine light, zigzags its way down the tree. So this is an excerpt from Cutting of the Orm. You are familiar with that book. It's Tracy's book. I it never looks read like that like a spoke of a bi sci cull to soul cull. Wow. Oh, interesting. Wow. Wow. The cutting of the orm. The secret calendar of the Priory of Sion. Yeah, I need to read that book. Goodness gracious. It keeps us on topic. World's Ferris, wheels, wheels, spokes, rotaries, wheels of fortune, communication. Just something to look at. This T-Mobile logo is a face looking at you, too, with a big, long nose and tall eyebrows and empty square eyes. No mouth. Gato, gato, gato. Five gato. That was was something else. So 
you know, we have the 26 letters in our, our alphabet and there's 27 in the Hebrew alphabet. And I guess you could, sometimes if you count the center point, you get there are the, 20, 27 books in the Bible as well. In the New Testament. The New Testament. Yep. 66 total. Yeah. Well, in the Protestant canon, there's 66. The bicycle by Bell. Sorry to cut you off there. No, that's good. That's real good. Mm. So who's going to tell us what an ORM is, an O-R-M? What is an ORM? I don't remember. Let's see. A worm? Snake, worm, dragon. An armhole, the wormhole. <laughs> it makes sense that it's the worm from Old Norse orm, from Proto Germanic wormes, cognate with English worm, German worm, where it goes back to Proto Indo European W R M I S. Vermis is Latin for worm. It's how an entity from another dimension might get into our dimension. Perhaps or yeah, it's a ten interview. Well, if we are talking about yeah, worms, worms are dragons or it's sky serpents, and they <laughs> do they enter our realm through language, through the operating system in our mind. Do we have to accept the concept to conceive these beings into our aura? Oral tradition. Mm. They say they ask. That makes me think of the stamp. How is a raven like a writing desk, but how is a worm like a Ferris wheel? The Ferris wheel and the Ouroboros are pretty much the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Makes me think of the sandworms from Dune. Yeah, it's a maker. Yeah, and they were definitely the Wheel of Fortune card. That, that image of him riding on top with the sandworm's mouth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally... Yeah, I see that. Yeah. What were you going to say, Gordy? You had something there. Oh, just that the worm, worm is always often synonymous with snake so the ouroboros as, as a worm would make sense which connects us back to the never ending story it connects us back to the colon where the parasitic worms live yep okay there it is the colon um, that's shaped like a worm who's gonna make the bingo cards the, the colon that looks like your mo- that looks like a brain if you if you're using this, it is it is a brain. You got three over. brains. You got three brains in your body: the one in your head, and the one in your chest, and the one in your gut. So, are they looking for angelions in Joe Biden's colon? <laughs> I want to see there to ask for instructions. <laughs> I want to see the hard next? physical evidence that they had that woman sign off and relinquish her power back because this is how it happens 
they oh. put it on display in front of everyone that they're going to hand her the power and then they don't put it on display and tell everyone the process by which that she gives it back and so then joe comes back and he still acts like the president but behind the scenes now they've changed everything 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 magically everything physically everything technically and bureaucratically and if that happens then they can work through her behind the scenes without having media exposure or anything any accountability did you they know, even need a charade like that to work behind the scenes they always work I mean, that I way get... I, don't, I don't know why they do it but they do they always work that way you know so yeah. whether they 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 need it somehow because they always do it i don't think it's just out of habit i don't understand yeah. it it suggested that everybody has their routine colonoscopy it's just a routine you have to you have to do it it's routine yeah routine like an act yeah that's what i thought as soon as you said it it's an act it's a pantomime pantomime of what is a good question though right a routine yes which brings which brings to mind acting pantomiming and this who's this written, written guy this written guy who has this facial expression of just tragedy someone had shared an image of the face of written written whoever he is he was on trial he was on the witness stand whatever but his oh, face was like written, written bomb whatever his name is doesn't matter <laughs> but his the expression on his face was that of the tragedy mask mm-hmm. of theater just over exaggerated expression uh-huh. of the tragedy mask yeah, I saw it, and there was even real te- little teardrops on the corners of his eyes. Well, you know, allegedly real, real in the photograph, real in their appearance of being real. And the theater masks are symbolized symbols of the uh, eclipse. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, go ahead if you well, got more well, on there's, that. There's there's comedy yeah. and there's tragedy, but we're living yeah. now in a tragic comedy where they've combined the two mm-hmm. where it's so tragic and absurd that i don't know if i'm laughing or crying yep. but the division between comedy and tragedy in the theater tradition was important and now it's like we don't have comedy anymore after Very 2018 point. 19 there's there's no there's no Damn. big blockbuster movie. You don't go to the theater to see the comedy, the the new Christmas comedy, the new summer comedy. What was the last big budget comedy that you remember seeing? You're right. It's all war. No, yeah, it's, it's changed. War. It's true. The comedies evaporated. That's a good observation. The last one I can think of is the one where the two guys get into a bromance and they start learning how to play Rush. And that was a while ago now. I don't remember the name of the movie. I love it you, might be man. called... Didn't hear you. I love you, man. I yeah. love you, too. Yeah, is that it? I love that's, you, man. Because I, mean, I, I, I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, I remember when uh, he pointed out to dude that the prospect at the real estate uh, showing was, uh, was crop dust in his showing. And I remember I, I laughed pretty hard at that. You know, that that true friendship moment where you're missing something and some new guy points it out and you're like, this guy's pretty smart, man. That guy just farted in the middle of my house. You know, there, there was a there was like a Borat reboot attempt. Oh, was, yeah. a- Amazon was creating some some reimagining of Sasha Baron Cohen's Borat stuff. But let me let me just 
asterisk that by saying I don't think that was comedy because it was so involved with politics that it couldn't it couldn't be funny it wasn't funny for the sake of humor it was mocking a political ideology and by means of propaganda making you feel like an idiot if you know that sort of thing so it wasn't it wasn't a cultural touchstone form of comedy where everyone could go to the theater and laugh and not feel like they were the butt of the joke, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I would say that's true about Borat, anyway, right? Mm-hmm. That it's not—it's not genuine comedy. It's some kind of farcical attack on the audience, and it's not—it doesn't have a traditional comedic value. That's why mm-hmm. I can't—I can't watch it. Like the very first mm-hmm. one was kind of funny, but after that, it's like, man, I'm not watching Sasha Baron Cohen insult everybody. You know, all the people he's dealing with and his whole audience, and it's supposed to be funny. And it's like, it's not, I don't find it funny at all. Yeah, the first movie was uh, shot like part of it was the right uh, rodeo scene was done here in Tucson at the Tucson rodeo. And later, he went to the, uh, I don't know if you've seen that scene where he gets the people singing, throw the Jew down the well thing. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was at the cow pony up on No. Uh, Wilmot here. I'm like, wow. See? This is why you don't listen to country music. Get the... <laughs> so I think it was a couple weeks ago we we put forward that Borat is uh, tarot in Ordinal. In, in that movie, in that film, he goes around the world. It's got more of that international cultural international thing they actually have a like an indiana jones map spoof where they track him dragging the disease around the world so it's got that that spell that casting they're casting a spell for sure in the tarot built into his name but back to what you're saying alan about the there's no more comedy and you know um so Rittenhouse took the stage and it was a big to do. Everybody's talking about it. It's, you know, taking the preeminence of the collective conscious. Meanwhile, the Ghislaine thing is sliding around in the background about to start percolating. And we get to see Rittenhouse's tear-ridden face, the frowning theater mask. And Ghislaine, she gets to hide behind her little black mask all the way. And, and they gave sketches the, of that instead of right. sketches, sketch comedy. Yes. It wasn't photographs. Yes. And she's the smiling face. Rittenhouse, the rat in the house, is the frowning face. And so the two shapes that are... Rittenhouse, the rat race. Yes. So two shapes that an eclipse can take. It can take a downward arc, like a frowning face. Or the arc of the eclipse can be a smiling face. And that is why the theater masks are a perfect uh, expression of the two types of an eclipse that can happen. And one could be good news or could uh, the other could be bad news. Nice. Okay. Yeah. This eclipse to me looked like it was the crescent of the light was on the left side. Not a smile or a frown. 
Oh, well, I mean, the, the, the path that it takes on the globe. Oh, okay. And I think this one would have been a smiley face or bullhorns, you know, kind of an upward arc. Yeah. Taurus. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's a great observation, Alan, about no more comedy. And her smiling face is covered up. And so Kamala Harris, another female in a black mask, her name is an anagram for hilarious. And then Cam. And Cam means fire. It means Kemet. It's alchemy. K-A-M. Hilarious fire. So it's like the Joker, the Jester's Club. She's definitely a Joker. Always One of the versions of the K-Rune on Wikipedia was Torch. Oh, of the K-Rune? The Rune? Yeah, the Quan Rune. There were three oh, different versions of it. I have to go back to my computer to see which one it was. But there was a like old... I think it was an old Norwegian poem with the rune and it was the translation was talking about how the torch is always in the room with the prince. Wow. Mm. Makes me think of torture and the again with the masks, you know, suffocating people. That's I call this the new Guantanamo Bay. Guantanamo. We're in the new Guantanamo Bay. That's a bummer. <laughs> well here's a proposal we, we could organize a new united states sanitary commission and this was shared in the interverse episode with michelle gibson that happened just a few hours ago and looking at this well we it's a circular shape okay there's a cannon that has two wheels on it but it looks like it's not functioning Pointed down at the ground. That's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is that a broken observation? Broken phallus? Is that a, a right flaccid here. dick? Yeah, buddy. Hey, very good. I just watched an episode of a show where there was a guy named Flaccid Dick. Is that my <laughs> show? Yes, sir. It was your show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting character. I didn't make it to the end, but definitely good stuff. Yeah. He showed us how to clown the crown and slay the dragon. Yeah, I was trying to think of his other name. Keith is his real name, but his uh, music name is Diet Kong. And I Diet recommend Kong, yeah, that's his a great Spotify. Name too. His Diet Spotify Kong. is really good. Dude, check out check out that uh, their albums. It's really good. It's just Diet Keith. Kong's it's good a stuff. solo artist. We had, he, he worked with another girl, right, for a little bit? Oh, I think he's yeah, done collaborations, but mm. Diet Kong is just him solo, I believe. Diet I don't Kong know, not, not relevant. Mm. Chance, what else did you have to say about this um, United States Sanitary Commission? What is this, an emblem or an insignia or some sort of 
logo for the United States Sanitary Commission, you noted that there was this, there's this figure with wings and a weird hat. It looks like Sean's hat, but it's also mm-hmm. on a shield and the shield and the angelic figure descending from the sky. It's a, it's a seraphim on a throne. So this is the outline of the shield on a circle, which is sphere or the, and the shield is an, is a wheel. It's an open and wheel or an unidentified flying object. And in this scene is an unidentified um, humanoid figure with this cross on the chest. It's, but it's a plus and, sign. Yes. It looks more like a plus sign than a, a Christian cross. Right, like a red cross maybe, but there's no color on this image. It's a black and white. Is it like a woodcut? Probably. Print. Looks very much like woodcut or linocut. It's all it's a mutable cross and the two flags, one is on the earth and one is on the metal of the of the the battle implement, the cannon. Yeah, and there's eight flags flying behind the shield too. Is the cannon and the flag referring to a canonical tradition? A classical it, classified man. classified tradition. We see the lower class orphans. Now, what's up with dude with the drum here? It looks like he's got extra leg or something. Guy sitting down with the drum. Yeah. With the One nurse, thing that I thought makes of. me think he's injured, and the guy, the other guy, looks like he's got like an oxygen tank on his back or something with a big C on top of it. So, <laughs> one thing I held back on when speaking to Michelle didn't say was mm-hmm. I was bringing up this concept of the metaverse. And that the metaverse existed before digital technology because ideas on paper are digital and people are lost and have been lost in the idea. And the idea becomes their reality or the word becomes their reality, the logos, and they lose touch with their fieldlings the actual being of sound mind, the aural, aura. And it's been replaced with an oral tradition. And these sanitary fairs that she was describing were a keystone in the implementation of a new metaverse during a previous great reset. This was a metaverse of an artificial timeline, alternate reality game, a new LARP where the history of this continent was replaced and rewritten. And that became the words that were the reality. And this technology of a metaverse reset sanitization was began on soldiers who were diseased or mentally unfit, unsound. And it just made me think of how virtual reality technology in our current era is said to have first been developed as a way to help soldiers deal with PTSD 
That was one of the first fundings and implementations of the technology, according to what we're told about it. So whenever we refer to these beings, these Elohim, and their supposedly chief, Yahweh, Zeboath, the Lord of the hosts, could be important that the next level or layer of the onion of the metaverse is being implemented on their hosts, their soldiers first. Yeah, and that's definitely part of this language of apocalypse revealing hidden knowledge from different classified traditions that are military in nature. So to see soldiers on a battlefield next to a cannon, next to looks like he's holding a drum and another soldier has a backpack, maybe something with water, maybe he's carrying water, I don't know. Um, I, I, I saw this on the Interverse episode and immediately went to Pierre Sabak's work. Again, Pierre Sabak wrote a book. He wrote The Murder of Reality in which he describes priest class and uh, religious iconography. And he talks about all these words and he includes some images, but there's only so many pages in a book and he reproduces all the images on his own. He sketches them out to include them in his book to avoid any sort of copyright or whatever. So he recreates all those images in his own way. And then when I see something like this as an authentic United States Sanitary Commission emblem logo, and I'm like, this is exactly what Pierre Sabak is describing about the symbolism of the serpent and angels and aliens and seraphs and seraphim, Malak. A soldier, a so, you know, Malaka messenger, angels are messengers. Here's a messenger on the battlefield. Alan, it's an angel of mercy. Uh, Mercenary. From sea to shining sea. Yes. And oh. if you, I'm, I'm very much focused in on the wheels in this picture because wheels are relevant to all of this symbolism. And the wheels on the cannon have six spokes resembling the rotary club wheel and a circle dot. I think that the angel is hiding an Illuminati eye in the sky. There's a lot of imagery with that cloud sort of pattern and the rays of light with an Illuminati eye in it. Yeah, let me pull that image up next. Yeah, well, the eye would be, if you look above the clouds, it's like if you imagine the image projecting in from behind and then down through the sky, the eagle and the shield are hiding the true nature of the eye or they're in the position where at least the top of it would be or something, you know. The eye is the self 
the eye is the self and it's the egg and it's the tree. And also Horus is the eagle. Mm -hmm. Eagle eye. Thanks for bringing this image back, Alan. I definitely wasn't done with it from that conversation. It blew my mind as well when she pulled that up. Yep. As someone that's also reading holographic culture, as you heard me reference a lot of this material in the second hour, I believe, maybe it was the first hour with you and Cheney, Gabriel. Yep. Bingo. Yeah, like the the rays of light that are behind that angel. This is what it made me think of right off the bat. So there's an eclipse of this eye of providence by the head of the the angelic humanoid figure. Very well, could be. Did you see the other image with the clouds? It reminds me of how the North Star Polaris, North being an anagram for throne, is circled by the Draco constellation that it is between us and the throne. And it uh, rotates around it, rotas, rotary. Draco being from the Greek, dragon, dracon one that observes or watches. Vance, do you remember me uh, flipping the word tarot card in reverse? You flip it in reverse and you get drac to rat. D-R-A-C-T-O-R-A-T. Drac to rat, and which is pretty powerful that the word card has the word Drake, D R A C, when you flip the word card. But what that took me to is the Chinese zodiac. And when you map out the distance between the dragon, the Draco, to the year to the month of the rat you get 9 months marked and 3 months remaining and that, and that's that birth cycle that's the 9 months in the womb and 3 months out i saw that you must have dropped that in one of the telegram channels yeah Dave, did you say what what was the that word you, you used was it Drac to rat. Yep. Tarot card in reverse is Drac, D R A C, then T O R A T. So the, in, uh, in Galaxy Quest, there's a Mokhtar chant of strength that. Uh, that happens and it's La Rock Tarath, La Rock Tarath, La Rock Tarath. 
Let's go. Oh, with Guardians of the Galaxy. There's a Drax the Destroyer. Yeah. Or Drax, I guess. Drax, yeah. Chad is asking if perhaps that uh, angelic figure was um, producing sanitary napkins for the um, the losers on the battlefield. <laughs> That's a possibility. Well, she's got she's got the thing, you know. She's got the square thing in her hand. I mean, you know, I know the more modern uh, sanitary napkins are considerably more ergonomic with glue and wings and all kinds of shape that's curved in the, you know, I'm sure they, they probably mold the body to build that little uh, piece of uh, paper and glue and padding. But back in the day, it probably looked just like a table napkin. And that might not have been clouds behind her. That could have been cotton. They called the original name for cotton candy was fairy floss invented by a dentist. I learned this Mm -hmm. from Michelle Gibson. (laughs) Invented by a dentist. Yeah. It never never ends, does it? They got to find some way to make something bad that makes everybody worse so that they can extract. And yes, pun fully interesting about dentists too, is that the cog has teeth and teeth on a wheel are a symbol of the ophanim wheels. Teeth have always been a symbol of, uh, it's a more esoteric mm-hmm. one, less commonly referenced, but. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, see, I didn't know that, interesting. Man. You got, I think I think I had found this uh, Pierre Sabak book a long time ago and I never actually read it. I, emailed him this week and found out that his next book is coming soon. And it is about the history of medicine. Oh, cool. Good. Cause I mean, I was looking, the price is really high. Of course it says here on thrift books, it says they only get one copy every six months. So obviously this book hard copy is uh, in very high demand. And I, uh, it's available directly from his website. So do not, that's where you should buy it. Do not buy Pierre Sabak books from resellers if the price is so much greater than what you can purchase the book for directly from Pierre Sabak's website. And he'll give you a signed note if you buy it from him directly with the written intention to help humanity with the information, which maybe will make it 80% more likely for you to do that if it's written down. (laughs) <laughs> to reference something from the beginning. Oh yes, absolutely. So and I just messed. I just messed around with the word sanitary, and I get Saint Ray, and that angel was like a saint riding on rays of light. Yeah, I can see that. Ray is also the king, and sanitary. Sanitary was not a word before these uh, sanitary fairs in the Civil War. You just had, and sanatoriums, they made up that word for to hold the, uh, you know, disturbed people. Brainwashing. The people who could remember. The people who could remember, yes. It's the mental hygiene. You go to a sanitarium 
because your mental capacity is is it's dirty. It's it's not a clean mind. Yeah, so your brain you hasn't been washed. to get your brain yeah washed and corrected, and you are told the proper mental hygiene. Well, sanity though it's being of sound mind. So their definition of sanity would have to be applied right. with sound. As and in, they you, would have to tell you the story until you could repeat it back orally. Yes. And if you're insane, you're hearing other voices in your head. So you are insane because you hear other voices that are not your own voice in your mind. And so what's the Karen said to do? Sp- said to speak in your own voice in your mind. Yes. So perhaps the right. insane were able to delineate between which voice was theirs and which voice was. I think voice you're to onto skull, a chance that voice they're realizing technology. exactly they're realizing that some people can tell the difference between the Karen and their real voice, and that's mm-hmm. a serious problem because you're supposed to believe the Karen and do what it says. You know. Yeah. And well, an important, important distinction to make here is when we're talking about voices in your head, you have an inner monologue, you have your, your voice as, as you're reading along, you see words and you read them, you can pronounce them in your mind and you can hear your inner voice, your inner narrator reading along. There are, we, we say voices and people will think, oh, so like I will hear audibly between my two ears in my mind, I will hear other people's voices like, my father's voice or my mother's voice so i'll hear those voices well yes but voice is also another way to say like an intelligent entity or a a voice so you could have a voice that that is pronouncing and speaking and sounding like your own vocal cords in your in your in your head but the it's the, the voice of the ideas the ideas are different from your own voice when you are an author and you're writing and they will give you critique to say you have developed a unique voice in your writing style Mm -hmm. you have a certain authorial voice that is Mm -hmm. unique to you so when in your own mind you have other voices that are speaking implanting ideas in your head they sound like your voice but they are imposters so replicants yes so when jerry marzinski is talking about people are hearing voices and schizophrenia sometimes that voice can sound exactly like your own inner monologue you can have a dialogue with yourself And then there are two voices, like an angel, a good angel on one shoulder, a demonic devil, demon on your other shoulder, and they're talking into your ear. So you have a dialogue between the, you know, your conscience. Those are the voices in your head. Shout out to Jerry Marzinski. Big time. So this is why meditation is so helpful because you're attempting to still and calm the mind and you're hearing the chatter continue and you're learning to filter out the chatter that wasn't your intention to think 
amount. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And consider the fact that the the Civil War was just it was just coming to a close, right? In that timeline, isn't that what that battlefield was all about? Or was that revolutionary? No, it was Civil War. It was meant Civil. to depict the Civil War. It could also be that yep. that entire thing was about creating the story that there was a civil war or that the battles that were fought were for the purpose of the civil war that we're told about right. instead of maybe just being conquering the unconquered as of yet old world yes. civilization cities. Yeah. It was so, a war against civilians. Yeah, man. Yeah. Seems like so many of them are more than we think. It was a war about slavery, but not about slavery in the way that we are taught. Right. Yep. So trauma uh, will bring people into uh, their right brain, uh, theoretically. And so after the war, uh, they, it's almost like they were writing an inevitable uh, economy. The fallout of the war would generate uh, an economy of people who are now, now no longer in their left mind, and now they're in their right mind, and they are more clear audience clairvoyant and able to connect with the other side so to say well this is this is what trauma does though <clears throat> yeah when trauma hits hard you, the way people deal your body deals with it is you disassociate mm -hmm. and right. when you disassociate you're not no longer in charge of those those voices so yeah, when you no say longer. in charge and disassociate, it makes me think of how electrically in the aura, when I use tuning forks, I can hear a different sound when I hit pockets of compartmentalized or disassociated energy or electricity. It Damn. will make an audible different sound that the fork will run out more quickly or the tone will change. Wow, okay. And I'll get a and a voice in my head will inform me what it meant. Mm. It will say, and it will be based on some left brain knowledge of what I know about the anatomy of the field, but also there will be multiple possibilities, and one of those possible answers will pop into my head, and I'll write it down in a journal. And after the session, I'll ask them, "Did this happen to you?" around the age between 12 and 15. And then they'll say yes. And so these are voices though, that I can hear the voice of the, uh, it's actually like a crystallized or fragmented part of self. It is as if the 12 year old version of them split off and continue to exist perpetually in the astral or etheric realm until it was found and brought okay. back home. And then what's interesting is that that um, altered personality doesn't actually ever integrate completely 
it just finds out what it is and cooperates instead of being confused and lost. And so I didn't bring this up when we were talking about the placenta, but this is why I think there could be a literal guardian spirit to the, that is your twin that is bioenergetically was born with you born of a boat born on the ship that you, the vessel that you came in with the placenta. Sure. So it yeah. has a biological electrical life to it. When it's born, it's traumatized as it's severed and dies, but energetically in that trauma that it, it as an entity remains in the astral realm as a, an actual being that until it is recognized and brought back into the whole <laughs> brought back yeah. into your mind where it came, where it belongs, then it's an outside voice an outside force that is just continually operating under the program of its trauma without any awareness of where it even is. Yeah, man, that's the, that's or it could be co-opted and recruited by other similar types of entities that have, right. I don't know, formed an army, <laughs> a host. Well, yeah. that's, that's one of the things I was, what I was going to say is that one of the Salvation things that got me through, through uh, trauma was the fact that I, the realization that I am not my thoughts, the, you know, they say that it's kind of like a, a platitude that you are not your thoughts, but when you realize that somebody might actually be telling you, you giving you thoughts that you are in control of, that's a big thing. And that you can't, you have control over that. That is a huge thing. And you, and you surrender to what you know is true. Like your soul comes back. I'm not joking. And I, I remember the, the moment that it happened. And that's what I think all this trauma is about, is getting people separated from their souls. Yeah. And, and so Lindsay's talking, been tying... talking about it for over a year. Yeah, their feet yeah. come off the ground. The soul is no longer grounded because it's up in the air. It's in the mm -hmm. psychic realm. It's lost its seat. Yep. Yeah. So the aura is all about, it is about, it is all about you. It's in your midst. It's the mystery of the air around you. And now think of that Cthulhu image we had and combine it to this image of the angel. In the Cthulhu with the puppet strings and the angel with the, be the beams of light coming down onto the traumatized humans. And so this is taking it to another level, but we may be even dealing with that epigenetic, epigenetic past life ancestral trauma as well. Mm -hmm. And that's how big this gets real quick. Well, what, what Chance described is the same process uh, I went through, um, not using sound healing, but uh, using a, it was a unique situation. A woman contacted me out of the blue. She said that uh, 
she was a psychic essentially she might not have used that word but she let me know that you know she's of that capacity and she said that she was getting a message that she was supposed to talk to me and actually that after that she got a message from directly from tracy twyman that she was supposed to talk to me and um she told me that she her that she for free of charge and without having it she wasn't set up as a business it was just part of her life's work that she would create mantras for people to break contracts from their past that were binding or holding them back and preventing them from moving forward in life and she described exactly what chance just said almost to a t that uh some part of you gets broken off because of something that happens and then you have to invite it back and reintegrate it and so she gave me a mantra that i said for about three weeks straight every day and it worked and uh part of me that was broken off since i was 15 years old and left the state of california came back and i've been like my whole life's been moving different ever since you know that's awesome yeah i had a similar experience with the uh, 18 year old version of me earlier this year nice hallelujah but all it took was for me to realize that i left it behind basically that i was bullying it in a sense yeah. I would always refer to myself from that time as I was such an idiot when I was that age. And then I realized that actually I was feeling that way about myself because I used to be in a band when I was a teenager and music was the most important thing in my life. And then the, and it was a really big thing uh, for a teenager to be like playing in shows and making, mm-hmm. making albums and things. And uh, as an confidence. <laughs> and exactly it was a major confidence blow that the band split up because we went to different universities and i have a, I have a product that's designed for comfort and confidence <laughs> but the, the thing is oh it's o positive that's the blood type that it's gonna get <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's eight it's long too i was it's treating weird. the old version or the the 18 year old version of myself as if he was unworthy and stupid because I was unconsciously thinking that that was the only explanation for why the most important thing in my life was gone at, at that age that I must've deserved it for some reason. Right. It's, it's, it's a regular step in the grief process that, that blow. And I could imagine, cause uh, I've had bands break up and it's, you know, I still, there's still holes in my heart to this day that it's like, Oh man, we were supposed to do something and we didn't accomplish the work. And yeah. so there's this nagging, horrible gnawing part of you but yeah it's easy to project that onto yourself like well maybe it was because of what i did you know maybe i didn't play good enough or sing good enough or maybe i shouldn't have got stoned and missed rehearsals or whatever you know like there's all these you still go through the rationalization process of trying to explain to yourself why something happened you know so you always blame it on the drummer why are we looking at cotex i want to look at cotex because is it a codex i'll see in that image we shared about the sanitation angel with the little plus on it at cross this early cotex ad from january 1921 also features a plus on it and this is a sanitary napkin essentially so that's the connection there that plus sign on this cotex box Five cents each, twelve for sixty cents. Wow, that's expensive. January nineteen twenty-one. I'm excited to find out what Pierre has to say about the history of medicine. 
We do. Kotex still uses that, that plus. But um, tilt your head to the left it's and a... you'll see what the uh, the O and the T spell in the Kotex logo. What is that? Uh... So positive. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Well, yeah, it's, it's Venus. Also, it's, it's, I was going to say it's Venus. Very good. And heart. Help in K, chat there. The, the heart it's goes K in Venus. Venus X. So yeah. K Venus X. And a heart. The heart to me still represents Venus. And the X is the Wheel of Fortune card. So if it's K Venus sex. K Venus sex? <laughs> <laughs> Avena six. This what's, is, up uh, the, what's up with so the eight it's confidential it's information only... for sure? Because this so is you... this is normally hidden from men. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is the, this is a very occult. The mysteries of the div the divine feminine. <laughs> well, you had you had a beautiful episode. Not to keep coming back to it, but yeah, I'm not ashamed actually at all to keep coming back to it because it was so amazing. It was just today that I finished listening to it. You know that Cheney was really happy that that she was had platform and some place to bring this information. And I'm seeing it coming out with women like that too. That uh, more and more women are feeling safe and comfortable to you know to bring their power into the world. And um, there's something big there. And I think she's right. The idea of women just getting and sitting around and talking, you know, if you could fill this whole thing with uh, women instead of men, um, it would definitely change the vibe to have these yep. similar kinds of digression and conversations where we have free association, synchronicity party, call mm -hmm. it weaving spiders. Welcome. Shout out to David Barsky too. I saw him popping up. I know he's going to be back. This is just a question, but I wonder how is it possible to achieve the same feeling as a group of men with a group of women? Well, I mean, technically, not absolutely not, right? One above the other, but is is there no, some, yeah. is equality real, or is it just is difference not you know equal? Is equality a real thing? I'm not saying that one mm. is better. But maybe no, the, okay. it's the it idea be. of one being better, one being worse, that creates the false dichotomy of the need for equality. If you no, were I, thinking in betters and worses, then equality wouldn't be a question either. Right. Hallelujah. For sure. And what I think yeah. I meant when I had that idea wasn't that, uh, that it would even have similar qualities, but just that it would represent that parallel piece of... Uh, because you do see lots of dudes on the internet, especially nowadays, just kind of uh, freeballing it, you know, trying to figure it out, having interview shows, having uh, group get-togethers. And there may be ones with women, but I don't see them promoted. I don't see them around. And so the idea that they're going to grow up and become more popular, or maybe they won't, but that they are definitely going to exist because women are going to see what, you know, what we're doing and, and do similar things because it comes naturally. And that's going to create some kind of parallel energy that, of course, is not equal and I guess in it is it is a way the same way that anything male female is equal but not 
not the way they represent equality to us. I agree with that for sure, Chance, that the whatever that is, there's kind of a farcical, flimsy layer there that's no good. True equality is absolute inequality, right? Being uh, unequal in every single way, but still somehow balancing, you know? I linked to the episode 44 of the Let's Be Friends podcast with Cheney, Human Vibration, my Maria 777, Kara Mosher. Mm, for women speaking together about oh uh, cool okay ideas that's awesome oh good they are doing that and that's just in the uh youtube chat yeah that premiered november 19th oh so they just did it good you'll be able to watch that they talk about i don't know i haven't seen it yet but i've got it queued up thank you yeah thanks a lot man that's it i appreciate that very much um, well, doesn't Beth Martins do something like that with the bitches brew? Yeah, I know. Their bitches brew is another one. There you go. I've never, I've never caught an episode of bitches brew. I always intended to, but I never have watched one yet. So it's happening. I think uh, maybe we're being segmented because it's sausage fest in here. Yeah, it might just but, be that it's not naturally coming into our realms. Right. You know, I mean, I, I'll admit completely to be a, a total chauvinist bigot when it comes to female singers. There's very few that I like, very few that I'll put on and listen to. And it's not because I want to. I've gone out of my way to try and turn on to lots of uh, women singers, especially rock and roll singers. Obviously, pop and other things, country is a little easier. So there's there is some kind of a boundary that some people have naturally. And we might even have it naturally, like as a whole sex, you know, like, oh, there's, you know, you got to kind of break on through go into your your discomfort zone yeah Yeah, there's certain natural affinities that you maybe are born with maybe you're trained to uh, be attracted to certain ideas or brands or subcultures or whatever Mm -hmm. but becoming an adult and then having access to basically every piece of media ever created through the internet allows you to broaden your taste palette and sample different things. Hey, Jim, do you remember when you sent uh, a reading of the account of Solomon banishing all those demons? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have access to that? Do you remember where that came from? Could you pull that into the... I can put that in the chat. That would be badass. So it's from Flat Water, Flat Earth is the channel. Yes. Okay, nice. It's so, an excellent story. It's amazing. Chance, is that finished now, or you still got more to go? It's really close, but I'm not feeling like totally finishing. There's okay. just this space that I'm going to color. Nice. But I started this in August. Yeah, I love it. I've been watching love, in, the, in the group with the spiders. Yeah, oh, I love the samurai. Yeah, here's the two of swords. Chance, do you so know, this video that um, I put the cannon in there tonight. Nice. Oh, I'm glad you set it up right. Thank you for setting it up right. Uh, yeah, I'm not a flash. I'm not flashing. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither, bro. <laughs> I'm not ready to demolish my uh, my ego and my masculinity quite to the level that Keith does. Not yet. Yeah, this thing's great, man. We should make what huge prints. Let's make huge prints. 
I think yeah, I like to make prints of my art. I think you willing. should do dice dice sub t-shirts. I'd like to. I'd love a full print t-shirt of that front and back or something. You know where it covers every square inch of it. Well, that's what That'd I mean. Awesome. Like the the dice one, sublimated where it goes up. Yeah, like that. Oh, dice sublimated. Yeah, okay, dice yeah. sub. That's what you meant. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That Dang. face. That's a finished one. Dang, that is glorious. Nice. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's that great. Is it's so great. Cool. It's really good. The, lo the lost word. Yeah, no. buddy. The, the <laughs> N word. On. Very good. <laughs> Turn Depending on, on which direction you read it. It's no on noon. <laughs> it's no on noon, but at midnight it turns back to on. <laughs> nice, okay, enough show and tell. This room now. So this video that Jim's going to bring forward is a, it's an account of King Solomon uh essentially capturing the demons to build the temple and uh, it's absolutely fascinating uh but essentially you know it's almost like uh an account of every kind of spiritual vexation that a person could suffer from and this is what a medicine man would refer refer to to cross-reference your vexation and then he would be able to give you remedy based on this account of King Solomon going through all of these demons and these possible uh, situations and the allegory and the depth of the full meaning of it is is over my head i'm not i'm not <laughs> i'm not in the, the that school as of yet but one thing that i find really profound is when you get to the end i'm pretty sure the placenta is in play big time and so if anybody digs into what james jim is dropping here the very end there um there is a water a, a water container like a a they call it a seat. They call it a sea. Oh no! Okay, a sack. Go ahead. Yeah, it's like a water bag, and it's enchanted, and it is. It has like a. Uh, it talks to King Solomon, and it's like it's like a wild demon who is unruly and, uh, uh, but it's contained inside of the bag, and then King Solomon uses that bag, to complete the one stone that the builder refused for the temple. And I'm quite sure if anybody, if you guys listen to it, just keep that placenta thing in the back of your mind. It will make a whole lot more sense uh, when, if, when and if you get around to it. Which episode? Uh, it's this thing that Jim is dropping in the chat right now. Oh, cool. It's an account yeah, of nice. Solomon. Nice. And yeah. one thing that I want to weave this in with what we were just talking about with the ladies, you know, and, you know, their, you know, the knitting circle and the subject matter that they get on in comparison to what we're digging in on here. You know, uh, one thing about Solomon. So yesterday, occult priestess said 
Solomon messed around with demons and put a curse on the bloodline of Abraham. And I found that really profound. Um, I think what I'm trying to get at is that the, when it comes to war, like going back to the Civil War and these guys going through like cosmic scale trauma and, you know, bringing all the trauma from their ancestors and putting it all out on the field. And then all of that trauma getting dumped on the guys who were maybe unlucky enough to survive. You know, there are things worse than death. That's the level of shit we're dealing with here in this conversation. And then they got to open up the sanatoriums and, you know, to some degree it is brainwashing, but to some degree it's burying that trauma even deeper, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of what's involved in putting those guys in the sanatoriums, sanitariums, is they give them certain drugs that put them, that just put them in a tranquil mind space for cleaning out their thoughts. And that's the cannon pointed down. Think of they give people saltpeter so that their potency is eliminated. And, mm-hmm. that, and so they've lost their 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 go juice is all gone that's yeah that's what psych meds do it takes out yep. it takes away your you feel like a zombie you can't think straight it yep. makes you flat yes so there's no there's no dips and troughs yeah you're just you're just going through the motions and you're just that yep. was that is meat suit existence right there right. i deal people feel like they're just floating heads and disconnected from their body Mm -hmm. Wow. And I deal within the energy fields with people sometimes swelling in the third eye chakra and it bottlenecks there and keeps people's lower centers from being energized properly. And they can't feel pleasure in their body anymore. Mm -hmm. And they have no inner, they have no inner compass to what they desire or the ability to communicate with their body in that way. Wow. Yeah. That's the disconnection of soul. Yeah. So, so I, I was just talking yesterday to somebody. It's easy about, fix though. <laughs> uh, I was talking to somebody yesterday about the fact that secrets, you could think of it as secrets. You could think of it as lies. You could think of it as unresolved truths, you know, things that, people uh, keep stuffed inside. That is where I believe that is where demons come from. And I gave the example of like, I have a grandfather who who I didn't know very well. uh, And what little I did know of him was actually pretty shitty interaction. But apparently he was like a real asshole on a scale I could never substantiate in my experience. However, through the family members, the ghost of that man haunts the fuck out of me (laughs) in ways that I just can't appreciate or see. Uh, But like Chance's tuning fork can find it. It's there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do a session with me. I know exactly where to look. 
yeah, yeah, man. I mean it. People's grandparents come through more often than any other ancestor. See, yes. So there well, depends the... on whether or not Slick can really let go of being haunted, right? Yeah, you're right. I once you're had right. a, a guy's grandmother come through in a session, and afterwards I told him about it, and she was instructing. She was urgently wanting me to tell him that she gave parasites to her whole family through birth transmission and that he needed to do a parasite cleanse. And uh, he told me that she was on her deathbed unconscious and would die any day. Wow. wow. So she was trying to resolve unfinished business. It sounded like. Yeah. Wow. It's common. My mom was a hospice nurse for 20 years. And uh, I mean, we could, we could tell stories all night about those kind of things. Unfinished business when you know your death is coming. My mother could predict when people were going to die. Like I remember one time uh, she knew this guy was going to die because he ordered a cord of wood for his family. They lived in a trailer and he ordered a cord of wood to make sure they'd have heat for the winter. And he said, I just want to make sure I see that wood stacked outside the window because he couldn't go outside. He wasn't immobile anymore. So that my daughter and, and you know my wife and my daughter have wood for the winter. And my mom knew. She said, as soon as the wood comes, he'll die. And he did. Absolutely. I mean, there's and there's dozens and dozens of them that way. my grandfather was a wheat farmer and uh same thing like he was he was dying of cancer from smoking cigarettes for years and uh he uh he waited it was it was harvest time and he sat out and and watched the combines like plowing the field harvesting all the wheat and the his the driver the combine driver knew that he was going to die at the end of this so he he's put off harvesting this field right behind his house for the for very last because you know you didn't want him to die and he grandpa sat up and watched watched that combine finish off the field and then he laid lay back and passed away yeah wow wow jim big time that's the, that's the property where we went out and got that big jack that almost killed us right yeah chuck maiden is his name chuck i never need to know chuck maiden Yeah, he came to my grandmother in a dream after he died. She she told me this story about how um, her whole life she always dreamed in black and white. And then um, and I remember my grandpa telling me a story about how he had one time he had a convertible and how it was the most fun when he was alive. He was telling me this, and so she's telling me this story about in her dream. It was a color dream, and she's never had a, a dream in color for her whole life and she and so it was just so intense and she was standing standing next to a chain link fence and my grandpa pulled up in that convertible that he loved and and he said goodbye to her and she was like no i want to go with you and he said nope you're not going with me and then he drove away and she was so mad at him for not letting her go with him <laughs> I was like, that's an amazing dream, Grandma. Yeah, wow. I'm glad that you told the story so it's documented somewhere because that's outrageous. And again, in the best way. She's still hanging on. She's a tenacious old lady. She's the matriarch of the family. She's pretty awesome. Oh, you told me some great stories. Because you go visit and come back and I always have some stories to tell. There's something I wanted to return to. I saw this in chat. I'll share it with you guys. You see this image? 
Oh, wow. Dissident. But there's another image that goes with it. So we have the hot and the cold. And we have temperance. Two versions of the temperance card, 14. The cauldron. Letting it all out. The cauldron. Yeah. Slick, do you have some more oh. thoughts about this? I think he stepped out for a minute. Oh, are you still there? Can you hear me? Am I back? You're yeah. back. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. So, oh my goodness. So, uh, just a quick well, point. Some explaining of this image here. Yeah. The eight points of Ishtar. Yep. Yeah. So Ishtar has those eight points, and you see the eight spears poking mm -hmm. up in the back there. Um, and then you see the the hashtag and the asterisk all having that phonetic similarity to the Ishtar. Um, so the 14th um, tarot card, Temperance, I correspond it with the Civil War uh, very, very powerfully uh, for, for many, many reasons. But just think of like... It's got the blending of essences is like to sum it up in a phrase. She's got those two cups. Uh, she's one foot on the land, one foot on the water. And this is where your birth certificate uh, puts you into maritime admiralty law. Uh, the 14th Amendment is what brought us into uh, civil status, that we're now civil. And if you don't act civil, you're considered the enemy of the state and you go right back to the civil war and you become a combatant. Uh, so it's an incredibly powerful card. Um, but you're right. Like the, These are two totally different decks. So, okay, the word temperance, you can move the R and you get Trump and Pence. And Trump and Pence almost brought us to the brink of civil war and so you know history is repeating itself and the lessons of these cards are being harnessed in a major way but the fact that there's the medicine bowl you know one is i guess that's a cauldron but the other this one is this is from a golden dawn tarot deck by okay. cicero c-i-c-e-r-o yes and Part of a golden dawn ritual use of this this deck involves um, changing the card 14 the key 14 to yeah. another version so you have a traditional exoteric version where there's a female figure and she has one foot on land and one foot in the water and then there's this um, change that happens and she lets her titties out and she gets hot-headed and yeah. things heat up. Yeah. It reminds me of the devil card where the people are chained <laughs> to the devil. Oh, kind of, yeah. Man, so the the blending of essences in the medicine bowl sometimes, you hear a cauldron, you know, this has a lot to do with the uh, toxins and the 
the agenda at hand in our day and age. And I know a lot of people get upset about the divine feminine being turned into negative connotations, but, um, you know, it just has all those ingredients of uh, entering into Admiralty Mary time law. And Cheney was pointing out that Mary uh, was likely a redhead. And here she is seen wearing a crown. Right, the royal bloodline. In this new, in this... Um, and hiding the goat. Card. <laughs> yeah, she's wearing a crown. Yeah. She's got the cabra, the Kobe. Yep. The, yeah. The one on the right, there seems to be some more of an indication of like womb magic. Yeah. When the female is with the blue. I just know about the Golden Dawn and the Crowleyan aspects there that there's a lot to do with gender bending in those circles. Oh, good point. Yes. So this is Captain Marvel, this character from the Avengers storyline, she represents Jack Parsons. So there's your gender bend. Jack, Jacob, the Joker, supplanter uh with the removal of the phallus and becoming female um then jack parson's birth name was marvel yeah so captain marvel is, and here we uh, have uh, jacques jean yes more than one gender possible for the name jacques yes. Molay. yeah emulate oh nailing it and what's her name? Something Bria Briar, the actress. Brie Larson is the Brie, Brie Larson. Larson. Bria uh, Larson. So that's Briar is uh, brilliant or shining in sun. It's a, a, sh- a shining sun. So it has that gender bend. She's got the sun. She's the got the masculine twist in the name. Powerful card, man. Those are, it's interesting how the contrast that was in there. You had one was red, one was blue. And the Captain America thing, she's got the, you know, red pillar, blue pillar. This might have a lot to do with um, the collapsing of the two lodges, too. You know, the Red Lodge, Blue Lodge. There was a story on Mysterious Universe podcast this week in their plus show. That's just mm-hmm. for subscribers where I'm going to have to find the book now and link it in chat. It's like a $30 Kindle book. It's very expensive, but the story was about a guy who spent several years. He was a golden Dawn initiate. He and his wife. And I think there were some other initiates involved in the ritual would for several years, every weekend, they, <laughs> did a ritual where he dressed as a priestess and she dressed as a male. I can't remember what her costume was. And they did a ritual that involved basically, I think she was using like a vibrator on the tip of his dick that was just sticking out from his priestess robes while he was like tied up. And they would do this for hours once a week and like basically edge him 
and they didn't even know why they were doing the ritual. Um, it was like a channeled procedure. Yeah, that's not good. At the end of the process, they knew that they had succeeded because he was impregnated by something. Wow. What what came in was some sort of a a voice, companion spirit, a Karen, that gave him like a decoder ring to the (laughs) gave him basically the numerological explanation or uh, encoding of Lieber 14 by Crowley. And he was able to then in this book, it's like this, the guys on MU, they couldn't make sense of it, but the two thirds of the guy's book were just him explaining all the Kabbalistic numerology of Lieber 14 and proving that it was channeled by higher entities because the maths were too far beyond what a writer could have ever come up with in you know, with a human mind alone in that time without computers or anything. So I'm going to find a link to that book uh, because the, the actual numerological side of it, the Kabbalistic side of the story, they didn't really get into because it was going to be impossible to explain in an audio podcast. And it was over their head and probably over my head, but it might be something that somebody in the chat or one of the spiders would want to pick up and peruse because mm-hmm. it might definitely give us an idea of this feminization of society being not that the feminine is in itself the evil, but that by converting people to this polarity makes them vessels to be impregnated by something else. Host, the Lord of the host. Yes. And there's that 14. And labor, right, Lieber, Lieber 14. Yeah, that's the work, the work of the card number 14. Damn, that's a highly, you just learned, you just heard that this weekend? That's what, it was uh, their show from Tuesday, their plus oh only gosh. show, you might, they're worth a membership, they're, they're really good researchers, I mean, they won't, you won't know what you're going to get, but it often they are talking about things that I'm looking at as well every week. They're part of this larger web of synchro mystic information for me all the time. Yeah, I hear stuff on there all the time that we're we're talking about. What hey. was the title again of the show? Uh, it's Mysterious, Mysterious Universe. Okay, and it's their plus plus uh, show. So they have the regular podcast right, right. and they have MU Plus, and each one comes out once a week. Highly recommend. Hey, chance, do you, definitely a good time. Do you sell? Do you sell individual uh, second hours? Chance. Just ask me you for one your, if you want your, one. No, I just wondered if you had a policy. No, I I got rock fins, so I catch your stuff. But I was like, I almost sent your uh, your placenta show to to a friend of mine in Romania, and um, I really doubt this person has rock fin. But is it just maybe a wonder because it's a debate. You know how it is. If you go inside baseball on all the podcasting and models of how to make money of whether or not. Send a, you know. I can send a link to you that you can share with them that will give them ability to download just that episode without accessing yeah, yeah, the rest. Yeah. I mean, if you're chill with I that. I don't it, care it, if that know. one episode got pirated around Romania. I would find that to be a great honor. I'll So, you know. What they say, like it's just about creating the channel for reciprocity, not. No, yeah, about absolutely. That's why I asked because I'm not gatekeeping trying to information. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, but so, cause the, the reason I, the reason I blurted in with that is cause I was thinking whether or not these people also might have, uh, I just think it's a good, uh, it's a good opportunity in this space. If we're going to make reciprocity, a lot of people just want one episode, even if it's at a premium, like six bucks or something is worth it to consider making it part of the system model. Not just like, hey, you might ask in private messages, but to say, click here if you want to buy a single episode, you might you might see stuff flowing your way if you do that. Mm -hmm. all, all you guys that have front side with a paywall uh, to better content or to extended content plus content, as we call it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I call Interverse Plus that because... And now Disney has a Disney Plus, and I'm irked to no end. But I call Kotex. it that because of Kotex uh, has a plus. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I call it that because of Mysterious Universe, and they've been doing it a decade. So I was modeling the greats, I thought. And then Higher Side Chats made a plus. He's mm -hmm. a pretty. He's pretty good. He's given me some great audio content in my life. But I, I think sometimes that I should change it to Interverse, like Infinite or something. But that's too many syllables. Plus just has that nice ring no, to it. No, plus people plus know ultra. what plus is. They, yeah, they know what plus yeah. means. Mm -hmm. Plus you know, means might just more. Be, right. Plus ultra. There's more that's beyond. There is that's more 14 beyond. text message notifications. Pointless sync. <laughs> the badge is 14 on my phone. Nice. <laughs> so, Gabe, I just realized that... Uh, Brie Larson is the actress's name. In the original Captain Marvel, the uh, Marvel was Walter Lawson. Brie Larson, Walter Lawson. Trippy. So somebody mm. made an uh, interesting comment on one of my... Uh, one of my videos on the YouTube today, he pointed out that, uh, so it's, I did a video about the, the Royal stars shifting into mutable signs. And that I believe it has a lot to do with the Smith Munt act. And he made this comment about, um, the guy, his name is, his handle is uh, Dat's Life. And he pointed out that there was a character in a movie called Madman, Madman Munt. And let me see if I can find the video or the name of the movie. So I did just some quick research on that movie. And it is absolutely... Okay, the movie is Barton Fink. Oh yeah, Ooh, that's a fun one. I love that movie. It's it from hot, the Coen really Brothers. Hot in that movie. Oh yes, it gets really okay. hot in that movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he points out that the name the name Munt M U N T comes from a character out of that movie. And I thought, oh, that's just mm -hmm. interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna look a little. I'm just gonna look a little. So I just did like the Wikipedia plot line read through and holy shit it, for that it. movie for any aspect of that movie to be woven into uh hr bill 5736 is 
in it's there's something big there. He really put his finger on a, a, a significant thread. Because I guess you guys have seen the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been a number of years, but uh, yeah. Uh-huh. So from what I read, it says like in the description, it's like this movie doesn't really even have a genre. It's like mm-hmm. debatable what genre to put it in. And when I read the plot line, it has to do with a writer who's mm-hmm. working in the second dimension in the written. And this is where I wanted, I wrote this down earlier, the word. So we know that words can be like wards, wards, W-A-R-D. And W-A-R-D in reverse is draw. And so there we have like the spoken law and the written law uh, woven into the word, word. (laughs) So this character, he's experiencing writer's block and he's uh, getting paid to write stories. And uh, he goes through this crazy adventure, this very traumatizing experience. And the the trauma inspires him to uh, crank out an entire script overnight. Um, But then the plot gets really deep and complicated. But in the end, essentially, the character who was on his wall in his hotel room, the girl, in the very last scene, he meets her and she strikes the pose that syncs up with the picture that was on his wall all along in the hotel room. Does that sound right? Sounds familiar. I remember him watching the like there was a big thing about the wallpaper peeling off the walls. So Madman Munt, his first name is Carl. Alan's put a synopsis in here. Okay, cool. The book that I just shared, Rites of the Mummy. So he was dressing himself up as a mummified female priestess. So he's like wrapping himself in the bandages every week in this ritual. But I remember now how he got the uh, idea for the ritual was that he was depressed and walking on a bridge in a liminal space. He was going to jump off of a bridge and a woman came to him and her name was Carla, Carl with a K. And she went back to his house and they spoke and she told them of the idea of this ritual and said, she does it all the time with her boyfriend or whatever. But when uh, he wanted to walk her back home, she wouldn't let him go past the bridge with her. And then she walked off alone. And his OTO, Golden Dawn friends, decided that this was his holy guardian angel that came and saved him. And he realized that though they spent a couple hours together that night, he never physically touched her. And she was dressed in like all white as well. But her name was, I felt like bringing this up because... He got this weird ritual from her. Her name was Carla, Carl. And the last thing that this makes me think of is when I used to go to uh, this music festival, Electric Forest, uh, for a few years that's up in Michigan. It's a huge music festival. A lot of people on psychedelics all the time, like thousands of people in one area on psychedelics. There was a running joke. Where's Carl? And people would just shout in the crowd, Carl, Carl. And then other people <laughs> would laugh because they were in on the joke. And there was a story that there was a 
guy named Carl who went through his first time and like tripped out and got lost and his friends were looking for him yelling, where's Carl? And that's why everyone does it. But the weirder thing is for me is I was actually on a psychedelic and meditating at this festival, like doing an inner space journey and uh, had a visitation astrally from a spirit that called itself Carl. And I have no idea what it talked to me about, but I remember speaking to this Carl entity. So I don't know wow. what's, up with the, what's up with the Carl, Carla, Munt, Karen. Yes, Carl. Karen. <laughs> the Karen. <laughs> I'm serious, dude. <laughs> no, I know, but just uh, Gabe, Gabe's, ang- I assume it was Gabe. I'm not looking at you guys' faces, but the angry Carl. Instead of like, you know, hey, Carl, where's Carl? Like, Carl, Carl. <laughs> so it's where's the, Carl, guys? That's the real question. Where's Carl? Well, hold uh, on. I'll find out he, for you. Give me just a minute here. Did he finally <laughs> die on on uh, uh, Walking Dead? Carl? Yeah, they Carl? That, that was Carl with a C, but didn't they kill him off? I heard they killed him off. I don't. I think I, I stopped watching after a while. It was... First, second season, pretty cool. I want a lion, though. Oh, was it a tiger? He had a tiger, huh? I'm, I'm going to get me a tiger one of these days. That'd be great. So the top, there's only 46 anagram results total for uh, Where's Carl, W H E R E S K A R L. And the top one is Walker's Her. Like her, I always, I always switch them around so they make more sense. Her walkers. That just made me think immediately of the whole bridge story. Who's know. this guy? Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Carl. Rare Welks, rear Welks. Seeing if there's anything else that really just sticks out that's awesome. That's right, Snake Jones, that uh, John Goodman was in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I need to watch it. I don't think I ever did watch it. The plot you guys are talking about doesn't remind me of anything, so I got, I got to – I wrote it down yeah. here. It's, it's Jesus from um, Lebowski. Was it Lebowski? Was the bowling movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Nobody fucks with the Jesus. <laughs> nine-year-old, nine-year-olds, dude. Nine-year-olds or whatever he says. Oh, there's a Carl. There, isn't there a Carl in the Big Lebowski? Doesn't oh, Jack Whitman, like his buddy, isn't he? Always like, shut the fuck up, Carl. No, that's 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 Donnie. That's shut Donnie. the fuck up, Donnie. Donnie. Shut the fuck up, Thank Donnie. You. Okay, shut the fuck up, Donnie. You're out of your element, Donnie. <laughs> I love okay. the Big Lebowski. So, who's going to make the bingo cards so that next week we can pick a winner? Like, so you'll have to. So here's the idea: somebody makes a card that, yep. um, in I don't know how many, how many um, blocks we can do. G O. That's okay. Five by five is twenty-five. Five by five. So we need 25. We've got uh, placenta. Um, what's... Placenta on all the spaces. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's a winner. <laughs> Guaranteed. 
<laughs> oh damn! I am now. I, I will make the. I will make Great. the card that just has placenta on all the spaces. <laughs> Share it in the Telegram. So it's like, I'm, so I'm getting private feedback that some people are playing a drinking game in which the word placenta is a shot of whiskey, mm-hmm. and no, that's on them. That's not on us. They shouldn't have even admitted they were doing that. That's their problem. It has nothing to do with us. We, we say placenta, 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 placenta. That's their problem. He's <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get people hammered. Hey, they just admitted they're in on you know. Don't don't tell on yourself. You know. That's great. You guys ever played the drinking game with Roxanne by the police? You just drink every time they say Roxanne. Oh no, I haven't. Uh-uh. It gets pretty tough at the end. I bet. <laughs> you just gotta, you gotta chug <laughs> at that point. You just gotta just chug. Go. <laughs> not, not a good idea to do it with liquor. <laughs> I mean, it's a kind of more of a beer drinking game, not liquor. Mm. Yeah. I accidentally made a a gun Still out of all all of the tragedy <laughs> masks of uh, Rittenhouse. I dropped it in the weaving spiders chat i took rittenhouse i went and searched up all of his crying faces and i erased everything with my little app that's not his crying faces and then it didn't look right because it was really long and skinny so i cut it up and stacked it on top of each other but it kind of got jagged and i noticed it's in the shape of a rifle so check it out interesting i'm I'm Hmm. pretty fascinated with it here i guess i could share it somehow but it's not necessary (laughs) So I think what we should do uh, was, Gordy, you were saying make the, the bingo cards. I think we should make it so that placenta is on every square, but then we put a word on top of every placenta. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe make it actually the image of a placenta and then a word right. inside of each placenta. <laughs> we could, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you guys come up with a confirmed list, I could definitely work up a rough draft. I mean, I don't... I'm, I, I'm just using my phone all the time. I don't have any, any like real design software rolling, you know. But I'm, I'll be glad to work up a draft with my little app. It's a pretty amazing app, so it'll it'll work for a lot. It'll be fun. So we can play yes. bingo. <laughs> play bingo. And so, what can we do? We'll we'll do something for the. You have to submit your card. The first one that submits their card, winning card. In the Telegram group, we'll do something. We'll think of something next week. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be something that you win with bingo when you, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah, right. we could do this. That'd be fun. Who's game? Everybody say aye. 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 Okay. Aye. Apples to apples. I think I think Alan just said I twice in an encoded in way. <laughs> I, I also say I. <laughs> the apple of my eye, the apples to apples. Well, kids, mm. I think I I might uh, kick off. <laughs> say good night. Getting to be. Yeah, I'm having time. personal Carl sinks that are blowing my mind that I can't share, but <laughs> it's still happening. <laughs> but yeah, I, I copy pasted the Carl uh, anagram stuff into the weaving spiders chat too. I think I should have dropped it in there. 
Yeah. It, was, it wasn't very many. It's just like it was only like 40 or 50 results, which is always strange when you anagram something instead of it being like, you know, 500 of 35,000 or 65,000. It's like there's six of them. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> so it's always weird when you get not very many results. So Sean, I just saw this picture of you that you shared on Facebook with the uh, monk. Is that a mummified monk? Yeah. Did you read the text? It's really funny because it's a gotcha funny text. Oh no, I didn't. Correct. Yeah, yeah, you should go back and check it out. It's uh, I don't want to give it away because if uh, if you haven't if you didn't read the text, you should go read it. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I was gonna say something else, oh. I don't remember, but yeah. Okay, yeah, I see how it's answered all the questions. Go for, go on to uh, SBLG's Facebook page. See some great posts that'll. You're just, you know, they're not. You should post it to the Telegram. Nice. I yeah. could copy. I could. I could. I could swipe it's it out of there and drop it in the Telegram pretty easy. Yeah, here I'll go do it. I'm sure I can find it. I try to make my Facebook feed pretty amazing and happy and good. You know, I don't fill it with all conspiracy nonsense and. Uh, um. Just like you know, make it an affirmative good thing. If you're going to be on Facebook, if you could bring something good to the timeline mm -hmm. uh, you know otherwise i might as well just delete this app and, and quit uh feeding this fucking egregore but uh i do enjoy it you know mm -hmm. i've been on here for so long that there's kind of like a generation x vibe that some of us get from being on facebook and i'm not over it mm -hmm. yet you know i don't hate it but i do try to you know if i'm gonna contribute i try to make it pretty chill and good because it sucks so bad, you guys. Oh, my God. If you're not on Facebook, don't sign up. It's the worst thing you'll ever see in your life. <laughs> it is. It's terrible. I mean, I just oh realized God, I, it sounded, you know, I can be nostalgic because I can remember when Facebook was kind of good and it was never good ever. Mm -hmm. But there was a time when it was kind of good yeah. and you can curate your feed to pretend like that time still exists. If you the do The problem right. with that is no one sees it. <laughs> Like I, uh, I started going live to my Interverse Facebook page that has several thousand likes or whatever, and uh, it was seen by like two people or something on it. Oh yeah, no, the, they've got us on lists upon lists of like, do not promote, <laughs> do not, you know, these guys are There's telling a, the truth about the placenta. If you promote them, we were going to use you for the next ritual. That's probably Bingo. the end. Yeah. In, in the there is said the Sean, word. In the settings, though. <laughs> <laughs> There's a way to download all of your Facebook data to your computer before you close it up shop and delete it, which I haven't done yet myself either, but I dare you to do it. I'll do it. If you do it. I'm not ready yet. Did you do what? Yeah. What are we doing? What? Deleting Facebook. We're going to lawyer up and hit the gym and delete Facebook. Anybody old enough to remember that meme? <laughs> that used to be a regular, like that used to be what the, the bros would tell you on the Chan boards. If you came in crying, that you're having a hard time. Like, look, man, you just there's, need to lawyer up, delete no Facebook, way. and hit the gym. There's no <laughs> way you can actually delete Facebook. Everybody went blank. No, there's what no you can blank. do is create the illusion um, from, from your side that it no longer is you there. You can make <laughs> your final post. You can set your status to, I'm no longer using this as of this date. But people probably won't see that in their timeline. They'd have to go but, to your page. Well, you, your, your account will persist indefinitely because of all the links to it and the tags and the hashtags and just it exists in the network so you can't ever delete that entirely you can't just make it vanish 
No, if if you if you had that option in real, uh, if you had that as a real option in Facebook, it would immediately destroy the app. It would be just like real estate going to shit in your neighborhood. You know, like all of a sudden there's a house burnt down and there's a trap house across the street and uh, just nobody wants to live here anymore because there'd be so many dead links and so many big veins missing of, of information. It would destroy Facebook. Oh, what? It'd be a beautiful be thing. <laughs> I'd love to see it. <laughs> Why hasn't, hasn't somebody found this hack? Yeah, I wish someone could at least, if they could just get Tom's account deleted, it would probably work. No way, Tom was on MySpace, wasn't he? What was that? Who was that? I'm old. Sorry, guys. Never mind. Cancel that last sentence. I'm on my MySpace. <laughs> There was a guy. There was a guy that everybody had to be friends with on MySpace, and his name was Tom. And he's like sitting there in a white T-shirt, like with his hand on the mouse, and he's just kind of looking at you. And um, I think Tom like cashed out and probably is worth ten or twenty million dollars just chilling, just because he's Tom. Like you can find him. Like he just went and lived like, like the most serendipitous life, because he was the guy on MySpace that everybody had to be friends with, and so it just made him famous instantly. You know. Why? Tom Anderson? How, what, what gave him so much money? How did he How did he get so much money from it? That's a great question. I think he maybe he owned a piece of it. Yeah, he was uh, the entrepreneur and co-founder of the social networking website MySpace, which he found in 2003 with Chris DeWolfe. Oh, interesting. This kind of ties oh, so in. Yeah, it's probably of considerably more than 10 or 20 million then. He might be a billionaire. Right that, now. That Tom? Yeah, that's Tom. About how when they start something, they create a collector's item and then they sit on it until its value is like to the moon. Uh, we're, we, uh, we were talking about that with the uh, Harry Potter. In that they, you know, they make like 500 first editions, they sell 300, sit on 200, mm-hmm. and then 20 some years later, those 200 are worth like a whole lot of money. Yeah, and they're doing it now in the digital realm with NFTs. They're trying to do that with everything. And it's working because all the big boy banks and art collectors are getting involved, and you're seeing pretty much like digital. Uh, certificates of authentication sell for 62 million dollars and shit you know it's crazy that is crazy a guy i work with his uncle is like a famous artist he's made tons of money off that yeah i don't mean i i intend to dump my stuff i want to i want to figure a way to automate the nft process so that i can just load up a whole bunch of stuff and just have it when the market hits right or when it's the right dates or times or whatever that it generates my stuff and makes it available and just keep you know i've got thousands and thousands and thousands of pieces of digital art so if i could figure out how to do that then my stuff will just be out there and some of it will become rare just by people collecting it you know that'd be cool yeah i'm working on it i i got a i got a brother who's a programmer i've talked to him once or twice but that doesn't, you know, constitute a plan. It's not that hard because all of the Ethereum contracts and everything, you know, there's ways to make it happen. Part of me is very reserved about doing it too because it's like I don't want to condone or or lend credence to their stupid uh, 
digital matrix that they're building on top of the matrix that already exists on paper that, uh, you know, on top of the matrix yep. that already exists of us living in the flesh. Um, yep. You know, but today it is I, what it is, you know. Today I rearranged the word crypto and I got pirate C. Yeah, exactly. Pirate C. Pirate, pirate C. Nice. So, so I'm looking at your mummy that you uploaded. <laughs> if somebody wants to share it, I'll read. If you somebody else wants to screen share, it, I'll read the text out loud because it's pretty funny. He's incredibly well preserved. Yeah, I have no idea that. I really doubt the picture is. Uh, oh, I guess we shouldn't screen share it because uh, my friend's name is on there. I didn't take her name out. Okay, good call. You know, so this makes me think of something. I might do another little video on this but so i've mentioned before that uh anubis mm. is saturn and uh for many many reasons um but one of the nicknames for anubis one of the titles for anubis is he who is at the place of embalming in so this means that everybody who's getting the nose scrape is engaging in a Saturnian funeral ritual, an Anubis funeral rite, the embalming of scraping the brain. And then it occurs to me looking at that picture you just uploaded to put on a mask. You put on a mask, that's the masking of the mummy. And mm -hmm. so to to a very creepy degree, we're all engaging in some very ancient Egyptological funeral rites. Yeah, it's necro, it's necro, necro magic. Because I mean, yes. that's it. They're trying to get us to all move in, into crypto. You know, get there your brain scraped, put the mask on, and go into the crypt. You know, I, I I redacted the name and shared it to Telegram. If somebody wants to share it, I. For some reason, doesn't work when I screen share from my end. As I mean, I could try. I just never tried to screen share. Here, let's share, share screen. Let's see if this will work. If I share screen two, I got share, it. Share now. Oh, you got it. Yep. Okay. Cool. Okay. So here's the photograph. It says, incredible. <clears throat> A Tibetan monk has been discovered in the mountains of Nepal. He's considered the oldest person in the world at 201 years old. He's in a state of deep, deep trance or meditation called. Takatet. When he was first discovered in a mountain cave, they thought he was a mummy. However, scientists examining what they thought was a mummy discovered that he had vital signs and was alive. Among his things, they found a piece of paper that said, stop believing all the bullshit you read on Facebook. How many people don't make it to the last sentence and then they go tell their friends? I know it gets, oh, this yeah. kind of shit gets this shit gets uh, shared all over Facebook, and then somebody literally has to like write a Reuters article to disprove it, and then they claim that fact checking is legit. <laughs> 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 and that's the world we're actually living in. That's not a dream or like some bad news story we heard. Well, that, like this is the real world. Like, hey, yeah. we we did fact check that mummy story, which was pretty obviously false. If you made it to the last sentence, and that also means vaccines are safe and effective. <laughs> 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 oh, 
so did he write in English on the piece of paper? Stop believing all the bullshit you read on Facebook. <laughs> now this is I love that Alan was, it, was it in English for the deep questions. <laughs> it just know, says that it was found. It doesn't details. say that he wrote it. Don't 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 insinuate that he wrote it. It just says it was found among his things. They found a piece of paper among his things. So who knows? Someone could have put it there. Like the cops placing stuff among your things. You know how they do. <laughs> like a plant? Somebody planted? No. Well, you know they do. To social engineer the culture? Like so somebody, he was like hibernating? I, think about, I think about things like that. Like, I'm going to... I'm gonna it does make I'm gonna me curious what what this photograph. The photograph looks real, so it makes me curious what the photograph is. You know, did this guy just fall in the river or something, or what? What happened here? Or somebody trolling the people that found him? Mm-hmm. There was a six-pointed star on that medical badge. Yep, with a half of a caduceus, a single snake. I don't remember what that one's called. I love your shirt, by the way, Jim. Oh, thanks. I mean, your whole getup's pretty fresh, but the huge uh, pink and blue um, Ferris wheel—it makes me think of you as Raiden the whole time because, it, like, my brain sees your hat <laughs> and it sees those colors, and that's the lightning. And you're just your Jim is Raiden in my mind tonight. You know, I'm the Rotor Raiden. Roto Raiden. Roto Raiden. I don't know why I find that so funny, but Roto Raiden. Has anyone heard any hot Christian tracks lately that would like to share? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how come that's not come around? Alan, you're slacking. I went went back and checked out. I scavenged the joke from the telegram. Where it was already posed as a bingo square. It's <laughs> a bingo square, of course. Yeah, I saw somebody made a bingo card for a different show, Jen. Jen, because I, I was listening. Manorino bingo square. Gregory who's this? Manorino. Who's the singer for Striper? The main songwriter singer, um, Michael Michael Sweet. Sweet, yeah, yeah, so yeah like, Michael Sweet. Yeah, like last time this came up, I went and looked up some Michael Sweet music and looked at what he was currently doing. And I was impressed that he was still able to hold on to the energy after all these years and keep going. Yeah, it's not completely terrible. Yeah, I mean, that's, I would agree with that, but I don't know, that falls into my, it's not that bad rule, which to me, if you say out loud (laughs) that it's not that bad, that means it's really bad and that you're lying to yourself most of the time, you know? So. Yeah. Well, when you when you have the the bar of expectation really low, <laughs> like, you know. It's, it's oh, don't so don't tempt me. We could probably chart pretty easy on the Christian rock if we just decide to put. <laughs> oh, uh, dude, don't it, don't tempt me. That's not right, man. Let's not you want do the it. formula. I mean, we could do this in an afternoon. It's. I know. Ridiculous. I'm going to have a studio set up here pretty soon. So I mean, we can do it. <laughs> just start trolling them back. Like create yeah. some. Egregore, Millie Vanilli, Christian artist, and oh no, like we'll just be, just, we'll just be <laughs> as sincere as we need to be to be better than them, which won't be, you know, to be less energy than used to come and talk no. on this show. No. <laughs> <laughs> and me and you both can sing well enough that if we harmonize, you know, yeah, get a nice minor harmony on the and hold the note. It's, 
oh yeah man i i led worship for years we could do this <laughs> for, for nothing man my brain says yeah. oh, I'll be, this is how much i love you guys i'll be honest with you my brain says include goatsy include goatsy like you know somehow <laughs> like somehow my brain's like you may make sure we get goatsy in there somehow you know in the lyrics or in the art like, shut uh, up like brain just... is that like is that my karen talking chance is that what that is right because it still seems like my voice but it's not it's the, it's definitely the devil on my shoulder you know <laughs> i'm thinking about karen's right now dude how do you spell that how do you spell off that, my karen? own other world well there's more than one way probably because it's translated from arabic but i've been spelling it k-a-r-i-n okay. isn't that isn't that uh that fake corn meat called karen corn yeah, it's like a. I thought it was just called corn. Yeah, it's called corn. Like that stuff's nasty, man. Q U O R N. Yeah, people yeah, shouldn't visit that. that. They, they, yeah, they, uh, they totally uh, lost a lawsuit where they, they're pretty much claiming that they're like figured out how to grow fungus a certain way to make that stuff, but it's not. It's just mold. It's not. It's not fungus. You know, it's not like they figured out a unique way to, to cultivate uh, any good mushrooms. They just pretty much, you know. They just figured out how to sell mold, and it's it got mold. The, the only meat? it it is mold. <laughs> the only non like this is a pro cooking tip here. The only meat substitute I personally would endorse is Beyond. Now it's only because what they list is the ingredients. If that's actually the ingredients, would not be scary. It was all real food things and not very many things. But yeah. Impossible um, Morning Star corn with a q these are all like really nasty terrifying yeah fake meat substitutes yeah, yeah I, mean, I guess lab, me and Chance, lab grown we, meat i mean you could do a whole show on this because we both don't eat no meat so amazing i went without meat for five years but lately i've had some working like, of it back in good. oh no i did that too man and then i got back away from it i, I went 12 years uh, no meat and then i went back and ate meat uh, for about five years and then i got back away from it again not i'm happy yeah. without it you know but so i don't i don't judge nobody i know people trip i don't give a damn what anybody eats as long as, as, as uh, <laughs> they're happy and comfortable with it you know and even if they're not they should stop being hard on themselves about it because that's what we all do we'll eat and then we get be like i shouldn't have done that you know and i've been singing to it and get and giving thanks so double yeah. double whammy it's beautiful i've been i've been singing to mine too because of gordy not every awesome. time, but sometimes exactly. I'll, I'll remember and then I'll improvise a song. Could, yeah. could we write yeah, it? Hey, yummy writing. salad, get in my belly. Jesus loves could you. Could we write a song? Squash, little tiny squash. That's all you got to do. We need to write a Thanksgiving song, like a Thanksgiving sing-along song. Oh, we that can write, be fun, We can release man. a whole album of Thanksgiving music. Yeah. What about the twin turkeys? Is there I something like about the twin turkeys? Yes, we'll this write, is relevant. We'll write a children's book about the the twelve turkeys. It'll be a Jesus kids book. We'll do like a Veggie Tales thing. Well, I wrote and, I wrote lyrics for a song for Alan already about uh, if you're not thankful, then you're gonna get uh, big what, cheese. What Dick cheese in your cornucopia. <laughs> those, those lyrics are right here somewhere. So we already got. We technically morning. Yeah. We already have. Technically, we already have the first song written. Right. <laughs> we just. I, I need to say something it. to all artists out there, but especially musicians. You need to remember that 
your process as you imagine it is not the real process. Okay, so you can sit and think about all these things you're going to do all you want. But then when you start, it really doesn't have anything to do with all that thinking. For example, Allison Chains didn't have any material when they lied to their record company and told them they were completely ready to record lots of music and went in and they came into the studio and made the album Jar of Flies with nothing. Like they lied to their producers and their executives and said, yeah, we're ready. And they went in the studio and went like, well, what are we going to do now? And we lied to them and said, we have material and Jar of Flies is what came out. And it's an amazing album if you've never heard it. Yeah, so it as, as artists, yeah. just remember that, that, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't plan out lots of stuff and try to put it into action, but you can go completely blank nothing. That's why I say we already have the first song. I already scrawled some lyrics on a page. We're done. All we have to do is bolster it. That's it. Chance <laughs> gives me some music. I sing it three times. Everybody says that sucks or that's good. Jim sings a chorus or a hook or some harmony. Somebody plays a fiddle on it. It's done. And, you know, if we need what... With us, we probably need 10 more so we have 11 or 12 more so we have 13 or something like that. You know? We could do this. I'm not kidding. Alan wants to the Thanksgiving album. We could have it before Thanksgiving if we really want. Everyone here, SB's Turtles All the Way Down rendition. It's fantastic. You shared in Telegram this week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great, thanks. Sean. That's a good yeah, song. yeah, that's that that's Classic. my that's my one number one hit that I wrote that came to me. <laughs> you know, like I could tell that that's something I'll be singing the rest of my life. But, have you gotten much traction from it? Uh, here and there. People love it. I mean, I just need to... I What I'd like to do is record a better version of it and then just publish it so it's out there. You know? Yeah. I, I mean... All right. So I what got is the, What is that I thing? I got the Brazilian banjo. Oh, I love those things. Oh, what is that called? Is it called banjo? Yeah, I love those things, man. I've always wanted to have one. It's a banjo but he waxes it <laughs> what do you do you, know, do you remember the name uh, gabe of what it, what the real name of the inst- instrument is yep it's a beer and bow beer and bow it's pretty much strictly percussion but uh, uh that that's my contribution because i can't sing for crap well, <laughs> well we might we, we might that. need we might need uh that kind of singing though like they used to have uh ringo Starr sing a song on almost every beatles record and i mean ringo's singing voice is terrible but it's still mm-hmm. like his version of uh act naturally by buck owens is the only one i like because it's got yeah, ringo singing you know they're gonna put me in the movies, the movies. You know, like, that's how i always talk about tom petty yeah, Tom Petty is a terrible singer. He's just pretending, doing a bad job of pretending to be Bob Dylan. Come on, man. You can do better than that, Tom. I mean, I hope it's in a good stage show. It's fun. <laughs> no, I like Tom Petty. Me I got too. To see him before he died. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bootlegged him in 1999 at the Gorge at George, man. I got the video somewhere. <laughs> we used to smuggle the video camera in on the wheelchair. Guy, I, t- I took every oh, awesome. wheelchair, and we, we and we would we would tape the the camera in a brown paper bag that said "sterile medical supplies do not open." And then I, his wheelchair was titanium colored, and so it was the same color as the tripod. So I would tape the tripod directly under the seat, and it just looked like part of the wheelchair. You couldn't see it at all. And so we got like Tom Petty, the Who, Fish, uh, the Eagles. Um, you know, we got some bootlegs. Okay. I wonder. I always wondered where those came from. Because we would set up the tripod. What we do at the Gorge at George, there's a huge bowl with no seating, and you could, uh, you know, it's a nice uh, natural amphitheater. Oh, and um, 
Uh oh. Sounds like smoke. Fire alarm. Yeah. Hope he's all good. He left the turkey burning in the oven. Hope not. Uh, it's it's hard to uh, continue on. Well, now we have to wait patiently and quietly pray for Gordy that everything's okay because that sucks. Probably just someone taking too big of a bong rip near the fire alarm. <laughs> <laughs> That's been me before. Forget what you're doing, get too stoned and take a huge rip right under the fire alarm and scare the shit out of yourself and like have to go get the broom. <laughs> Like that thing off the wall. Oh yeah, exactly. Just smash it. It's like this thing. Man. Just be pissed now because I just gave Don't myself anxiety attack. Turkey bacon. Everything all good, Gordy? Yeah, I think so. It just went off. Like oh, weird. Okay. Nothing. Yeah. Sometimes when the batteries start to die, they do that. I just maybe I just it was just... a smokeless fire that set it off. I hope not. No, not. <laughs> it has been feeling weird. Though. I gotta say, like. There's been like weird things like in the peripheral. It's know, probably like it's... Carl. <laughs> we know at least we know where he is. Carl. <laughs> right, Carl. <laughs> Carl. All right. Well, guys, I I better take if I better get to bed. So that was your uh, yeah, alarm. That was, yeah, that was yeah, a, a reverse alarm. There we right, go. Exactly. Yep. Well, Tell good to see you, man. Right, I think I'm going to call it too. My phone's right, at 1%. Percent. 1%? I can't believe you're still here. That's impressive. That's awesome. <laughs> Any right, second tonight, now. Uh, the other me will be in here still until I turn off the computer. Burning the candle wick at both ends. The fractal you. The second chance. Yeah, yep, that was it. Did we could we make say a... enough about Ferris wheels. There, there was a something that came to me when I read the title. Hmm. The world's fairest wheel of fortune. It's a great title. Is that Is there anything you, you, about Ferris wheels that we still need to talk about? World's fairest, fairest wheel of fortune, Seraphim. I don't know if we talked about the OF. We read it backwards and see seraphim fortune of wheel fairest ferris world ferris ferris means having iron no there we go i think that's what ferris the iron wheel the black iron prison there was a ferris wheel at the festival maybe that's where carl was the whole time carl was on the ferris wheel <laughs> Maybe Carl was the Ferris wheel. Was he at Astro World trapped on the Ferris wheel? They had the double Ferris wheel where they would swing at each other, and that ride was <laughs> shut down in like the 70s. Astro World. I missed the battling Ferris wheels. That was so much fun when we could do that. It sucks now that they won't let us use the battling Ferris wheels anymore. What's a battling Ferris wheel? <laughs> I'm just being a dumbass. One was going horizontal, one was going vertical. <laughs> yeah, see, Alan's, like Alan's done like, it. <laughs> like oh, interweaving. Like they give you all the fireworks and you shoot at each other on the opposite Ferris wheels, you know, yeah. battling Ferris wheels. Yeah. What's your cat's name, man? Oh, he's muted. It's Took, as in P 
Pippin from Lord of the Rings. He's a yeah. fool of a took. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's adorable. Lord of the Rings animals names. All of them Frodo. That. Yeah. Yeah, Jim's got Frodo. I got oh really? I've got Gandalf and Gimli as well. It was a mistake naming one Took though. Mischievous <laughs> to the max. Yeah. Well Took's the bloodline that takes him on the adventure, right? Isn't that Yeah, they're the adventurous hobbits. Yeah. <laughs> this one's fun though. He's like totally ragdoll compliant, but yeah, also he's, he's into it right now. Good. He's like, This is good. This is what I wanted. <laughs> some, some attention. <laughs> All the information you guys talking yeah. about the cosmic egg poster on that episode, uh, chance it makes me want to uh, makes me want to blow that thing up really big and like read you know like repaint or draw everything over the top of it with color and you know like change it around a little bit like that cosmic egg picture story. So you know the artist personally, you said. Yes, a few years ago he reached out because he listened to my show. He lives in Turkey. Yeah, because what you said was crazy that he did a huge DMT trip. You said he DMT, tells the right? story. Yeah, he tells the story on my show. Oh, cool! Yeah, I'll have to go check it out. I bought and that. Many other psychedelic uh, adventures. One that sticks out was, I think he was standing on a balcony, and there were like giant blue-skinned beings walking down the street like a Liverpool parade was something on my mind today that I wanted to talk to Michelle about, but there just wasn't time. The Liverpool Giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what I don't know about the Liverpool Giants. Is that a well, we talked about it on what episode thirty four, I think. Oh, you mean the the puppets? All of it. All of it in Liverpool. Now is that is that the same as the parade where they have Gog and Magog, or is that one in London, inside the city of London? Because those puppets always seem similar to me. You guys know what I'm talking about? There's a Gog and Magog uh, British puppet show thing, too. I hear growling. Is that my stomach? Oh, you're probably hearing my pug underneath the desk snoring. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pugnacious sound. <laughs> Come on, bro. There you go. Repugnant. Look how sleepy he is. Oh. <laughs> this is what are you doing, man? What, you didn't want to be on the broadcast? I got to let my dog back in. I'll be right back. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Who? I think it. Who? I think it's who's on first. Me and Jim started to write a bit where that was the first line, who let the dogs out? And then it was who's on first and like it digressed from there so that it became, you know, confusing and funny. Always wanted to finish it. This show does need more sketch comedy. It certainly does. Me and Chance could just read uh, who's on first and do our best. <laughs> I don't Everyone mean now. I. I don't mean now. Right, not now you're everyone hello. It's purred a little bit. <laughs> this thing purrs if you just look at it. <laughs> well, that's what she said. 
<laughs> Usually, though, he's like really mouthy and loud. I don't know why he won't yell for us. Hey, there's Frodo. There's Frodo. Hey, your cousin. It's your cousin over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got to come back up here, man. We're getting all the animals on screen. Come on, get back up here. There you go. See? Look at your puppy. See the puppy? There's Frodo. And there's Tuke. <laughs> you see him? I think he does see him. He's not very good at watching the screens. The older dog totally watches TV and loves horses. Anytime horses come on the big screen, the older pug is just like, oh, he purrs, man. He just freaks out. He's like, oh, my, my brethren, the horses. <laughs> and this little dog hardly ever sees anything until an action scene where there's animals. And then he believes those animals are outside because he sees the screen as a window. So he gets his hackles up and goes outside to look for him. And then he comes back down and looks around like this window doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you all done, Baja. You want me to let you do? We were going to name this guy uh, Padawan, but he was so rambunctious we changed his name to Baja because he's a wild man. Are you the wild man? All right, come on. Here you go. You can lay down. It's uh, time for me to exit stage left. Yo, nice Hello, to see you, man. Brother. This was a fun one. Music to weave out with. Great show. Yeah, I'm going to get up early and go to the... Are you guys uh, ending it? Did I make it all the way? I've never done that before. <laughs> yeah, I think oh. I think I got to bail, too. And since you're the second guy to go, I'm going with you, no matter who stays. You want to call it? Yeah, Is yeah. There's all a right. peacefulness to the last 10, 10 or 20 minutes, for sure. Feels like we're calming down. Can throw on some music here. Good job making it to the end, Chance. Yeah, the first empty day on my calendar in as long as I can remember tomorrow. Good, pretty, Good. pretty excited. So yeah, we can do, go another hour. I'm gonna I... do my laundry. <laughs> <laughs> we can end the live thing and hang out privately. Oh, we should put that on the bingo card. Chance makes it to the end because that'd be that'd be a rare that'd be a rare square. So people that you know, be a tough one. People will be sending me hate DMs. Like, I almost did it. You bailed early. We can use all that energy against him. Good time, spiders. Looking forward to the next one. Nachos, everyone. Nachos? Burritos. Hold on. Gabe's going that way. Nice web crack, spider. Nice web. This song sticks in my head like no other. Yeah, we live in your mind, that's why. Nice web crack spider. Banana hammer.
the current Arcane Spider, figure building against you, or something.